Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. And Washington, we're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And uh, you can chime in there with questions, comments, concerns. What would you like to talk about on this Tuesday afternoon? Another hot one in eastern North Carolina. Another day closer to Pirate football, to NFL, to the Hall of Fame game coming up two nights from now. So we are uh, on the cusp of some very exciting times here when it comes to football season. That'll be a topic on today's program. Uh, We'll talk about a lot of things today. Brian Bailey going to join us coming up in about 25 minutes or so. We'll look around uh, what's going on in the world of football and get his thoughts on his conversation with Mike Houston from Monday's edition of the Brian Bailey Show. So Bailey joins us coming up in hour number one. Hour two will continue our high school football chat. Sean Murphy from JP2. John Paul II going to join us to talk some high school football as uh, he gets underway with another season there here in Greenville. So we'll talk to Coach Murphy coming up at 4 o'clock. Ellerby will join us in the Pirate Radio Studios in hour number two. And then old Bryce Williams will join us at 5 o'clock. Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll uh, talk to Bryce about some of our conversations yesterday with the ECU players inside the Delcor Players Lounge and more. We'll play some game, uh, some sort of game with Bryce and the crew coming up in the five o'clock hour so all that and more ahead on today's edition of pirate radio live shirley rhodes is here cj when we get that camera out of my face and chandler honeycutt's here hey chandler what's up clipper you doing all right i'm doing great how are you get out of our face get that camera out of my face get out of our face jeez can't even jesus talk camera in my face they just, kind of like, a, just all, all up in our grill, dude. I, I miss the old days of just doing radio. Just just my, my voice. You guys sound upset. Was there a camera in your face? <sighs> there was a camera right in my face. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Get that camera out of my face. Uh, Shirley Rhodes. Let's, uh, Clip Brock. Let's see how your, uh, your trigger fingers are today. Steve Hill says burgly. Oh. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Oh yeah! No no no! I hadn't done this a in a while. A burglar, a burglar, a burglar. He also says Clipper. Clipper. Kevin Cozart says Clip and Chandler. Don't what? have one of those. Yeah, we need one of those. Clip and Chandler. Can we get somebody to say Chandler. Like I need that. Atticus to call back in and do it. Uh, I feel like we haven't had a show in a while because yesterday was so different and awesome. It was like like super bowl week where they have radio row and you just keep having guests filter through the door uh but we had to we opened up the delcor players lounge for the first time uh in the fall season and 
really enjoyed talking to those guys getting to know them uh, as people we uh, talked some football as well in there but uh, that was a lot of fun on monday absolutely and uh, we'll bring that to you each and every monday in the players lounge brought to you by delcor uh yeah great interviews yesterday with uh all the guys i'm gonna try to name them all right now holton nailers isaiah winstead miles berry which was a great interview you've got xavier smith rajay harris you have jeremy lewis on the edge uh edge. You, uh, edge you have ryan jones the tight end the leading the receiver for the pirates last year how many do i have seven seven need one more uh this is the problem when you start naming names you got to name them all now i'm now it's juggling through my head unbelievable do you want me to to give you a hint yes he's the most important pirate on this team the speedster according to clip brock the speedster keaton mitchell keaton mitchell yes get gone you need to but, get gone if you don't remember keaton mitchell i'm sorry by the way uh you talked about the players lounge we're also we're also serving it up in podcast form uh so it is up on uh, you can visit the apple store your spotify you can uh, uh download it there uh we'll also have uh and because we had so many uh we couldn't squeeze it into just one podcast so we split it up into two podcasts so part one will air tonight at six o'clock part two tomorrow night at six o'clock part deer coming uh, up uh, yeah. good stuff all right talk to him yesterday and today they are getting ready for camp they move in today it is move in day uh john moody on facebook live says save oh where's save, that at? Save, save. thank you surely all right garrett <laughs> short says dude dude, dude. I, dude. Oh, dude. I just, let's get to pumping yeah one day i just want to just for three hours just play all the cuts ever started dating back to 2000 what charlie three four 2003 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just three hours straight people, three hours, just random sound people sound bites. would go insane but it would be uh quite funny all right uh let's see where to begin today you want to go trade deadline what is going on with juan soto is it official is it done where's hosmer uh, i think it's done hosmer, i think it's pretty much a done deal hosmer hosmer going to boston is that right? That's what I heard. That's what I saw. Where'd you see that? Where'd you see it? I'm trying to remember. Where's your source? It was a great source. I just can't remember the source. What are you referencing? <laughs> because so the trade was going to be Juan Soto to the Padres at Josh Bell as well, right? Yes. yes. For and the, the real centerpiece of the deal for the uh, the Nationals was Mackenzie Gore. Right? Yeah, coming back to the East Coast. But Eric Hosmer, apparently, I read that had he had like ten teams on a no trade clause that he wouldn't go to. That's got to make you feel good, right? When that's one when one of your teams is the team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to that crappy organization. Uh, so Hosmer says, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, Jeff Passan, 36 minutes ago, with Hosmer out of the Soto trade after rejecting a deal to Washington, the Red Sox swooped in and will acquire him from San Diego finances unclear um we were thinking oh good i was gonna say take that los angeles dodgers what are we taking i just didn't want them to get my guy oh yeah i'm with you there anybody but la padres are trying to contend um so you can't get everybody boys in blue mckenzie gore that's cool right 
Like you got to be excited oh, about that. Absolutely. But how about from his point of view? He gets drafted. How many people in that organization are telling him, "All right, you're our guy. You're the." He was picked number three overall. <laughs> you're, you're the future. And then they bring him up. I remember regretting not taking him to win Rookie of the Year preseason. Remember, I told you about that. Yep. Like I saw some long odds. I on do remember court. that. And I didn't take it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to regret this. He's going to win the freaking rookie of the year. Well, he just got hurt for the first time, went on the injury list for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's gone from drafted, major signing bonus, so, you know, some great ball in the minors, big leagues, potential rookie of the year, injured, to now traded. On the move. And it just goes to show you. To a crappy you organization. How... How much of a business it is and you know sometimes we we talk about these selfish players who they don't care about their team they only care about themselves well this is part of the reason why you see instances of that because these teams are doing whatever they can to win a championship and and using these players like pawns so it's just a crazy career journey he's been on and he's only been in the you know playing pro baseball for what three years three now? years and he's younger than i am He's like yeah. 22 years old. And he's already uh, a millionaire and been traded and shipped across the country. Got to be great for his fam- family to be able to see some home games. Uh, family. Hope they have mass center. They can't watch him play on TV anymore. That's a shame. I know. That you can watch the Padres games, but not the National games. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you're going to have to go to the games to see him play. I just I just hate this whole blackout rule that they have. <laughs> it's terrible. I have MLB Network, and they it was showing, um, oh gosh, what was it? It was something like Tampa Bay and maybe Boston. I can't remember what it what it was, but it was a game that I'm nowhere near their viewing area, and it blacked me out. It, well, it, that didn't make any sense unless it was on like a national channel. No, it was the major league, major league network, MLB. You say it was MLB Network. Do you, MLB Network, yes. And you couldn't watch it on MLB Network. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that was the channel that I was watching it on. Now, at my mom and dad's place, we get Masson, both Orioles and Nationals games. Yeah, yeah. See, I can't, TV. I can't pick up a single Orioles game. No, no O's, no Nats. So it, it stinks. But uh, only what four hour drive up to DC? Yeah. So that, I mean that's that's fantastic. I hope, uh, and I don't like the Nationals, obviously, but uh, I hope Mackenzie Gore does well. Now you were hoping, and I think Pirate fans were hoping that Alec Burleson would be making the uh, the move to, to DC. Well, we thought we got stumped yesterday. If, uh, we mentioned it slightly yesterday that uh, we got stumped by a fake Jeff Passon account, and uh, Jeff Passon was the fake Jeff Passon was saying that. Uh, Alec Burleson was heading to the Washington Nationals in exchange for and, and some other guys and, and Juan Soto was going to St. Louis and I was very excited about that uh, because I, as everybody, just about everybody knows, Alec Burleson is killing it in the minor leagues right now but waiting for that call up but the Cardinals are really stacked there especially in the outfield and uh, was because I mean if Alec Burleson comes the nationals i was like well we're going to bring him up in a heartbeat because we need anybody we can to get out there and especially like a guy that's being productive like alec burleson but that was fake that doesn't count but another eastern north carolina guy from whiteville north carolina mckenzie gore is the national trade deadline six o'clock 
Is that right? Correct. So we'll keep you up to date during our show because Alec Burleson still could be on the move if the Cardinals decide to make a deal. He is a prize piece that teams want in return. Shirley. Yeah, as uh, as a matter of fact, I was you know I've been keeping a very very close eye on Twitter and also Major League uh, not Major League Baseball but the Minor League Baseball website because at times their transactions list you can catch that uh, because Alec hadn't played in a couple of days because uh, this deal was trying to be worked out to where alec was gonna go to the nationals so So how anxious is he right now can't even get in the game he's not being traded he's just kind of in limbo yeah he's in total limbo and what's even more frustrating is now that he is not being traded to the nationals and uh and not part of that juan soto trade now what's going to happen like we said we've got less than three hours before the trade deadline uh it goes into effect uh, and he's sitting in AAA just absolutely destroying pitchers right now, and he can't get called up because, like we've mentioned before, the, there is a logjam in terms of outfielders and in the DH spot, which is another place that Alec could get called up for. That you know, The Cardinals are just – they've got too many people, and they need to unload. Where he goes from here is a big question, but if that trade line, the trade deadline comes and goes, and Alec is still part of the Cardinals organization, there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be scratching their heads because you've got this, this, for all intents and purposes, this primo guy that can help you in the majors, and you got him stuck in AAA. Yeah, maybe he uh, gets called up, and when they make a playoff push, and could become a legend there. there's a yeah of course that's always a possibility but uh we'll see what happens in the next two and a half hours i i just can't see why the cardinals would try to hold on to them if they're not going to use them this year uh the orioles appear to be sellers at the deadline they are contending for a wild card spot but they have uh shipped off their closer jorge lopez to minnesota for prospects also we saw trey mancini get traded on monday uh joey gallo who has struggled for the yankees is now a dodger why not everybody just join up with them uh the braves have made a couple of minuscule moves just like they did last year by the way nobody was talking about the braves moves that they made with um rosario and peterson and solaire that helped them win a world series so they're trying to do that same thing again under the radar moves they did uh, get rid of Will Smith, which uh, Braves fans are happy about because he has not been good. And Austin Riley got paid. Yeah, well deserved. Yes, sir. How many extra base hits did he have in the, uh, in July? What twenty six? He was he was doubling or homering just about every. It was bat crazy. In July. He's been awesome. Uh, so there is your baseball news, and there will certainly be more before we get out of here on this Tuesday because the trade deadline coming up at six o'clock let's shout out some uh some area teams real quick and on facebook live wants us to mention the greenville nine to eleven tar heel all-stars won today against florida 14 to four wow and they go to the final game tomorrow of the tournament of state champions against virginia so good luck to the tar heel good luck nine to elevens also remember the softball team we had in here pitt county girls softball team 10 10 u all-stars yep they are the tournament of state champions coming home from tennessee after a dominant summer run uh they defeated florida 11 to 1 tennessee 15 to nothing south carolina 2 to nothing and florida again 15 to 2 so they dominated 
and uh congratulations to uh to all those guys uh those girls so that's and uh, i've got one more stuff. for you too clip and actually i don't that was not the team that came i was about here. to say uh, the team that okay. came here is going to be in the little league world series gentry coward yeah he sent me the text so i was thinking it was his team but yeah they're in the the world series this is a separate team from pitt county that did big things so, all the uh, success stories I here know. in pitt county There's a lot of teams to keep up with my mistake and uh congratulations to the babe ruth league 13 to 15 year olds who are champions of the babe ruth baseball southeast region Gene. And that would be coached by one Gene. Gene, our Gene very own Briggs. Gene Briggs, aka Gene. We know why, why didn't Gene bring his team? I don't know. You why ask did him. Gene not bring his team? I bet he just since he's an intern, like since just, he's graduated, he doesn't want anything to do with. That's too much like work. Like he's afraid that he'll bring the team in and then we'll make him do stuff while he's here. I'd yeah. be like Gene. Can you hey, cut up audio? Hey, I got some audio that need to be cut up right hey, over he probably here. Probably didn't. I need a cut sheet. <laughs> all his players like us calling him Gene in front of his players <laughs> so, that's probably it <laughs> Gene, congrats man way to go yeah so, that uh, happened on uh sunday actually coach briggs sunday afternoon good stuff all right uh john moody says with the request line open he needs a jeff connor summer workout regimen so uh coach could you give john an idea on what he should do this summer to uh, summer's coming to an end but there's still time there's still a beach trip or two left, so how could he get that body right here late summer? Well, I know that John does a lot with the uh, East uh, with the University grounds crew. So what I suggest to you, John, is that you do about uh, three sets of twenty leaf blowers. You do uh, about uh, four sets of ten rakes. Then I say that you go and you let's see, you do uh, some trim bush. Uh, Trim the bushes of uh, three sets of uh, of thin. Thank you, Coach. What? I don't know. Okay. But he stopped talking, so I just said thank you. <laughs> I ran out of breath for some reason. Uh, you're uh, you're getting really good at that, Chandler. So uh, I want to. I appreciate it, Clip. We're here with Clip Brock. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was very good, John. Uh, you do that, you'll have the the body your wife desires okay <laughs> uh shirley clip how awesome is this what who what nfl team am i falling in love with my miami dolphins that's right and guess what they're just like the team i've loved my whole life <laughs> they wet the bed screwed up ownership they are just like washington i know i, I literally like, said that earlier today when i saw the news headline i said oh my we've got another dan snyder so i've 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 rooted for a team my whole life that I love the players. I've loved and hated some of the coaches, but I really root for them on the field. But the ownership is despicable, and I hate it and can't stand it. And then last week, I started to say, you know what? These, these Dolphins, man, love their coach. Hill and Waddle at receiver. They've got weapons. I think they're going to be fun. And sure enough, just like my team, they have uh, really embarrassing ownership. So we kind of forgotten about this story, but do you remember the Flores stuff? And he said that the owner Stephen Ross uh, tried to get him paid money to him to lose football games, Mm -hmm. which was asinine. Well, I guess they did not get in trouble for any of that. There was no evidence. (coughs) That's what I read. But 
they did get hit with tampering charges uh, following a six-month investigation the dolphins namely stephen ross and uh, their vice chairman bruce beal violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions from 19 to 22 in conversations with tom brady and the agent for then saints coach sean payton so they were trying to i guess get a coach and a quarterback that <laughs> were not associated with the team I, I remember when this story first came out because they didn't name the coach or the player people were tr- trying to kind of oh that's right speculate who it was and a lot of people thought it was deshaun watson yeah uh i, I can't remember who they thought maybe sean payton was the, the coach that a lot of yeah. people speculated but i remember everybody trying to figure out who was it that was invited on this guy's yacht it come to uh, be tom brady and sean payton and I think Tom Brady, if the story is right, Tom Brady gets there and sees what's going on. It's a lot of sketchiness going on from Stephen Ross, and he just gets up and leaves. And how big of a deal is this? Well, big enough for them to lose a first-round draft pick mm. in 2023. So that's a and pretty a big penalty. And a second-rounder, I think, in 2024. But this also lends credence to some of the things that, were going, that Brian Flores had discussed uh, in his uh, grievances with the Dolphins when he was let go. So, you know, come on, daggone it. We're just now getting to a point where we are actually excited before the season even starts about this Miami Dolphins team, and then well, he's got to go and... You're going to have to do what I do, and that's try to separate the ownership from the actual players well, on the, the field. Here's my thing. Okay, you find him a million and a half. Okay, but then you suspend him till October? What? That doesn't make any sense to me. It, 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 my thing is, is that if you are found to be tampering with the the way the NFL, their NFL rules and all that good stuff, then punish the owner. Don't punish the team in in the sense of the owner, like you said, separate the owner from the team. Well, what are you Don't gonna, punish the team and take away draft picks. How are you going to do that? Though? What are you going to throw him in jail? take away one of his no, you, summer homes well, i mean goodell's like the chief of the chiefs right i mean yeah okay so fire him <laughs> he should have done that with dan snyder you're Just, fired you know remove him from his position you can't i know you can't you, but oh no i was starting a new sentence oh i thought you were saying i couldn't do that you can't lose games on purpose if you're a coach but i heard this conversation on pick central today <laughs> if the dolphins would have tanked on purpose you know who you know who tanked that year instead of the Dolphins? Who tanked better? The team that was in the Super Bowl last year. The Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> who drafted Joe Burrow. I'm not saying they should have lost games on purpose because you you absolutely cannot do that. You can't tell your players to go lose the game. Take the snap, give the ball to the other team. But if they'd have done that, they'd have had Joe Burrow, maybe been in the Super Bowl, and... They wouldn't have this new coach that I like. The butterfly effect, folks, it's a real thing. If Washington didn't beat Miami that year, if Washington loses a couple more games, they have Joe Burrow instead of Chase Young. Just crazy how these things work out. So The what-ifs. The what-ifs, folks. You can't live what your life shoulda, thinking about what-if. You got to move forward. You got to move on. And that's what we're going to do. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Deshaun Watson news came out. Yesterday, uh, suspended six games. Apparently, that can still be added on to. So this is kind of like the base. This is the base. All right, six games. Yeah. And let's uh, let's go from there. 
but uh i don't know i don't know will games be will games be added to that suspension <sighs> some say yes some say no i have no idea and what would you add it to what would you put it at eight ten i don't know why why add what what's the point of adding to them i'd say go a whole year why you have calvin ridley who's out for a whole year for betting on his team you ever heard the phrase two wrongs don't make a right i have and that's a good point sean watson may have done like 26 wrongs 26 games it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm glad i'm not in the spot because it is very there's no there's no like rule book you open up and say all right this guy um was a creepy perv to women let me turn to that page in the book yeah <laughs> You're kind oh, of that's section the... 17 <laughs> yeah. the nfl rule book. all right uh this guy put in just a laughable parlay and he didn't win let's see what he gets um a whole year this guy was on video with an elevator this guy punched a girl at a bar all these are real things that happen by the way oh i know i feel like I, we're doing trivia can you name the player i'm talking about yes I named Joe Mixon, Ray Rice, yeah, in there. So, yeah, everything's kind of done differently because there's no, you know, constitution when it comes to these fines and suspensions. So, all right, let's. Uh, any Panthers news? We can talk uh, about it later. Yeah, an hour three. Not not much. Uh, I did see. You know, we've talked about this in training camp, and we we saw it uh, with Ryan uh, Jensen with the Tampa Bay yeah, Bucks yeah. being carted off. Tim Patrick with the Broncos, one oh. of their up-and-coming receivers, uh, was carted off today in Broncos training camp. So there just kind of continues with the uh, with the injuries going on in training camp. Keep talking. That's that we hate and don't like. Bless you. And hope it doesn't happen to our own team. Thank you. Good job, Chandler. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Brian Bailey joins us. We'll talk some pirate football. We'll talk about his Cowboys, little high school. We will talk all things football with Double B when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CompiPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live rolling into August, rolling into football season. That means the Brian Bailey Show is back. The Players' Lounge is back. And pretty soon, ECU Football Practice Reports will be back right here across our social media and here on pirate radio live as the pirates get underway with practice coming up on wednesday so really looking forward to that let's talk about it all right now with brian bailey who uh talked to coach mike houston monday on the brian bailey show he joins us here on pirate radio live bb how you doing man great how are you uh fantastic great start to 
the Brian Bailey Show in the fall 2022 season with Mike Houston on Monday and went over a lot of different things with Coach. And every coach is probably optimistic this time of year, Bailey, but when Mike Houston says he is, I believe him. How about you? Yeah, I believe the same thing. I mean, you know, he came in here and he talks a lot about, you know, what he inherited. And, you know, from the first day, he said it's going to take some time, and it has taken time. But I think this is the year that they, you know, that they look that they can break through it. Now, they could be much better, as we've talked about a number of times. This is a very difficult schedule, and we don't know if the record's going to be that much better. But uh, it looks like they're going to put a pretty good product on the field. Yeah, and, and you're right. He, he came in here, and, and we play a quote quite a bit on our liners uh, during commercial breaks coming back uh, to shows where he says, you know, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but that stadium's going to be rocking and then all that stuff. And, you know, that was, what, three years ago. And, and Steve Shankweiler joined me Friday. He talked about the plan they had at O-line and D-line. It was pretty decimated. They knew they would take their lumps early on. But they had a a plan to to get this thing right, and we're starting to see, and we are seeing uh, that plan into action now. And uh, it, it really says a lot to those coaches what they've done, and uh, and now we're starting to see some some fruits of that labor. Yeah, and and we saw it with Coach Holtz when he was here that you know you build the thing on the line, the defensive line that Coach Holtz built was incredible, and I was intrigued to hear the story about Alex Turner and all the plays that he had to play every game that first year. I mean, you know, Coach said he was out there for every single snap, and that's unheard of for a defensive lineman. So, yeah, better days are ahead for that line. Brian Bailey joining us, BB. Uh, What are you excited about this fall camp to cover? Any position group, any players in particular, any storylines? What are you looking for uh, this fall camp? Well, I think think we're all interested in, you know, the wide receivers and and how all that transitions with the transfers coming in and, and the things that we've heard about these guys that, that you know, they're not going to miss a beat as far as, and they may be better than they've been in the past because the guys that have come in are so good. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing those guys out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always intrigued by what happens behind Holton at quarterback, you know, with, with Mason and, and you're hoping that he's got that great, you know, build and, you're hoping that, the, you know, that, that he comes along and that, that they can use Mason some because next year, you know, it should be Mason's job to lose. Um, but, but you know, camps are really strange because from the outside looking in, and you go to scrimmage games, you're like, ah, I'm not sure what that team is because they're playing good on good a lot of times and ones on ones. And uh, But the only thing I like is, is just getting out there and watching practice and then when they do some of the uh, physical drills, you know, we joked about it uh, yesterday with Coach Houston, but every once in a while he'll walk by and say, hey, you guys can stay later than, you know, you're supposed to. We're going to do an inside drill today. It'll be great, you know, great great stuff. Great stuff, he says. And it usually is. I mean, it's fun to watch. Fires up the fans uh, when they can see that stuff, Paley, and we can get that out to them. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. How about – and we we started the Players' Lounge back yesterday. It was great to have all those guys in here. And, and Ryan Jones, ECU tight end, was one of those guys. And it, it's pretty crazy to think about ECU – really took a chance on him he took a chance on himself to change schools to change sides of the ball a whole new position i mean we kind of took a 
uh, an offensive guy, a tight end, sight unseen, who was playing defense. And and now what does he turn into? We'll see this year, but he's on the Mackey watch list. He turned into a major weapon for Holden Aylers last year, and he returns as the top returning receiver, uh, pass catcher for this Pirate team. Yeah, I read that the other day, and I was I was I had to do a double take and I had to look back, and I thought, well, yeah, I guess that that makes sense that he he was the uh, the leading uh, receiver from last year, but yeah, and they expect big things from him, and I think you know what, what they've always tried to do is put you know good weapons around Holton, and I think they they've got you know what they can do if they can get that offense cranked up, and, and you know we talk so much about it, we've seen it cranked up before, we've seen some you know just mind boggling numbers that that offense can put up, and. Uh, but it all starts up front, and that's where I think you know, I saw Coach Shankwall today at Chief, and uh, he was said he was fired up and ready to go for that first practice coming up tomorrow. So uh, that offensive line that, that's that's a big key for the squad. Brian Bailey joining us, season opener against the Wolfpack of NC State. They are picked second in the Atlantic behind Clemson Bailey, but Devin Leary continuing to get preseason accolades, uh, preseason ACC Offensive Player of the Year. So uh, high hopes for him. They love their their O line and uh, especially their D line, and uh, they're going to be ranked about as high as they have going into a season since what? Maybe the Mario Williams, the Philip Rivers days. Uh, probably a long time. Yeah, probably so. And I think that, that everything you read in the preseason publications is that, you know, this is this is the year that they're primed and ready for. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, two two engines coming at one another in that first game. And uh, if I'm NC State, you, you know, they, they want to get off to a great start, obviously. Uh, coming to Greenville is going to be a difficult assignment for them because the fans, you know, be so fired up and, you know, not only fired up for North Carolina State, but fired up for East Carolina football. I think that's what what they, they, you know, the Pirate coaches have always, you know, wanted to, you know, come see the, the product that East Carolina's putting on the field. And plus, I think a lot of people like myself and probably like yourself is just fired up for football in general. So, I mean, you put all those, you know, variables together, and that's going to be some kind of Saturday. Well, heck, I'll be at least watching the kickoff Thursday night of the Hall of Fame game just because it's football on TV, Bailey. How about you? I will, too. <laughs> I've already made plans to roll on it. I hope to get to see Zay Jones do a couple of things early on. Maybe so. Brian Bailey joining us. And and one more note on uh, ECU and, and NC State. You mentioned that this year is uh, one that Dave Doran has been building towards, too, perhaps. And you got the freight trains heading, you know, about to collide. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's going to be a lot different in the last two meetings, right, where uh, ECU was just completely overmanned, wasn't even close. I, I think uh, at the very least we're going to get a ball game this time. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't think there's any comparison of what we've seen. You know, I think back to the well, – I called the last game of the Mo era, but the Mo era was already over when that game was played. But uh, basically that's what it was, and it was they, – they were uh, sad times for Pirate football. It was – you know, you think back and remember that, and, and I've said this a number of times too, that, that rarely in my career – I think it's the only time in my career has one coaching candidate surfaced to the top and, and, you know, the administration agreed, the fans agreed, the media agreed. Everybody was calling for, for Mike Houston to come to Greenville, and Mike Houston came to Greenville, and uh, now it's year four. Brian Bailey joining us, BB. Uh, yeah, NFL training camps going on, and this topic always comes up, and this time it came up by uh, a guy who used to have a, uh, a show right here on Pirate Radio, Newey Scruggs, who works uh, as a TV guy in Dallas, and I guess he asked Jerry Jones about the – the Jimmy Johnson stuff, and 
Jerry says that, you know, it, it, Jimmy Johnson will go in the ring of honor when he's ready. And I, I feel like we, this comes up every single year. He, he just won't ever do it. And uh, it just seems like uh, a couple of petty old guys that still don't like each other. I thought we had come to a resolution. I thought they were buddy-buddy last year, but uh, I guess this is still going on. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, I, I saw the interview, and that was kind of, you know, it almost, like you said, you know, two old guys in, in a corner, but – it almost was like Jerry's determined that he'll do it when he's daggone ready to do it. And <laughs> like, if you keep asking him about it, he's not going to do it. <laughs> that kind of, you know? That's what it sounds like. It's like, y'all leave me alone and I'll do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it if, if it's anybody else's idea. <laughs> right. It's funny. There are a lot of people in life like that. You know, you probably had a boss. Well, you, I know you've got a boss. <laughs> if it's not your idea, it's not a good one. So, I mean, but but that's just how some people are. And I, I think that's what we're seeing with that situation. It, it's got to happen. I mean, you know, that, it, it was a shame when it, it fell apart. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, Jimmy Johnson's done such great things, you know, since then with, with the TV stuff that he does and everything. And, and you're right. Last year it looked like everybody was, you know, hugging and everything. Everybody was buddy, buddy. But this, the way that interview was was kind of odd. Yeah. Just a, an ongoing storyline there in Big D. Uh, how about the Cowboys in the NFC? Seems like they're. And, and this happens this off season when we just talk and talk and talk and you, you and, and talked about it with Brian North how this uh, this ECU state game how man everybody loves state uh, in June and then July you start to pick East Carolina as an upset pick and like we're still over a month away from the game and we're flip flopping but uh, I hear a lot of Eagles talk going on and it's really can Jalen Hurts be a solid quarterback because they've added AJ Brown they've got some parts there. And it seems like they're the trendy pick right now. We'll see what the trendy pick is two weeks from now, a month from now. But I don't know. Starting to hear some Eagles chatter in the NFC East, Bailey. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that too. And, and part of the reason is because nobody repeats in the NFC East. I mean, how many how many years has it been since a team repeated as the NFC East champ? Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys lost a receiver yesterday to a broken foot in James Washington. So uh, they're, they're either going to have to pick somebody up or one of those young guys is going to have to come through because Gallup's not going to be ready for a couple of weeks to start the year. Yeah, so, uh, man, I, I'm excited about it. I'm already doing a slow a slow draft fantasy football, so starting to already pick players and uh, and talk about it and get it going. And we'll get going with high school football coming up next uh, Monday. Parker's Barbecue, Big Carolina, 3A, 4A. Uh, courtesy uh, name courtesy there of Brian Bailey and I know uh, one of my favorite days of the year Brian it means we're one step closer to football and it'll be great to get together with all those coaches next week yeah yesterday was a blast for me because I got up early and I was at South Central's practice at 8 30 in the morning and went over to Conley and uh, got their practice and we were sp- supposed to go live at Rose and the thunderstorm came up about 4 30 but uh, we were able to get Washington yesterday Rose we were able to get uh Newburn, we were able to get JP2 and Aiden Griffin and North Pitt and it was just you know all these coaches and all these teams deserve to be you know to be highlighted this time of year because they're out there working hard we're doing a story tonight about the heat and how teams are trying to handle the heat and they've been out there a long time you know it's funny I saw one interview with one of the coaches and he told us he said he said the funny part is is because of the North Carolina High School League we've had shoulder pads and helmets on you know in July then we start practice. We have to take the shoulder pads off for two or three days, which makes no sense. <laughs> but that's yeah. how it goes. 
Uh, we'll talk some JP2 football today. Sean Murphy going to join us coming up uh, right here at 4 o'clock on Pirate Radio. So we've talked to a lot of the area coaches, Bailey. And, and one thing, and we talked about it with Coach Leip, uh, Todd Leip last week from Aiden Grifton, that you almost hate to even kind of bring it up, but saying the word normal, and we're going to have a, a fall schedule, and there's practice going on, and it just that we are so far away from where we were a couple of years ago, you know, and it's uh, it's an awesome thing. Yeah, and you remember the 2020 year is the year that uh, JP2 and the private schools played during the fall, and then the, you know the other schools waited till the spring to yeah. play, and it was yeah, it was it was really something. And and uh, you know it's just it was a crazy thing too because the teams played in the spring and crowned a state champion, and then they were back at it right after that, getting ready for the next year. And I was talking to Will Bland, and it didn't hit me at the time. They played 16 games in the fall, I believe, Bailey, between regular season and uh, their playoff run. And how many did they play in the spring? I know it was a shortened season, but they ended up playing more than – 20 24 whatever games last year in the calendar year right it, it was crazy yeah. and it was just you know you don't know what it takes what kind of toll it takes on some of the student athletes but yeah it was it was a crazy time and hopefully we're back to normal yes sir double b brian bailey joining us uh following the, the trade deadline bailey and uh the juan soto deal how about mckenzie gore being a part of that deal and uh yeah what a what a business baseball is right they're probably telling him you're the future you're the guy we're gonna call you up you're playing like a rookie of the year you get hurt and then you get traded like it's i mean that's life when i guess when you're a pro athlete and there was some talk that alec burleson and he still yeah. go somewhere because you know he deserved a shot somewhere and if st louis outfield is so crowded yeah, you know, they got to get him somewhere where they can get something for him, and he can uh, help some other team. I was hoping that he'd be involved in the Juan Soto deal and maybe go to, you know, the Nationals, but that didn't work out there. But uh, yeah, and the money in Austin Riley with a big contract yeah. yesterday. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, Braves. Uh, Braves should be good for most of the rest of my life. So I am excited about that. <laughs> BB, uh, good you're stuff. Long you're you're going to live, bud. What's that? Day to day. Your day to day. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're at least going to be good till next week, and I might not be here after next. So you know, exactly. <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, what uh, what else we got going on, Bailey? What are you following this week at WNCT? Well, we're keeping an eye on uh, Wilson and Morehead City. Morehead City won the first game of that East Division Championship three to one last night. Keeping an eye on that. We're keeping an eye uh, high school football. Uh, we're keeping an eye as uh, Pitt County gets set to uh, play in the Little League softball world series next week i think this week we can have access to uh the team and the next week all bets are off when little league takes over so we'll have to wait and see how that goes that's literally world series starts on tuesday so that'll be a big deal next week i think on monday they've got something at the town common which will be kind of cool for for our area and you know and espn's cameras will be rolling for the entire week and early games are on espn plus but hopefully the pitt county ladies can uh, make it to you know, late in the tournament and get some national coverage. That'd be, you know, that'd be awesome for, for them and for the city of Greenville and everything. So looking forward to that high school football course starts August the 19th. That's the season debut of touchdown Friday. So we're fired up for that. And we got some new uh, graphics, new look for that. So, uh, it should be a it should be a great month of August. Yes, sir. August is a great is an awesome month. Uh, we'll talk uh, Little League softball World Series coming up Wednesday on the show with Scooter Scott Rogers. So get some details out on that thing. All right, BB. Thanks for joining us, man. And uh, we will 
see you next week at Parker's and uh, hear from you next week on the Brian Bailey Show. And uh, in two weeks, you've got you still got uh, Mike Oresco planned? That's the plan. Yeah, we're going to double-check on that. But last uh, we heard, Mike Oresco will join us on the uh, – I guess that's the 15th, if my numbers yep. are right. So that'd be good. We'll be on Tuesday next week because we will be at Parker's with you guys for the Big Carolina uh, 3A4 conference luncheon and their preseason poll and that kind of thing. But we'll be on Tuesday uh, for the Brian Bailey Show at noon. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, BB. Hi, man. Take care. Brian Bailey joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll wrap up our number one. Sean Murphy going to join us. At 4 o'clock, head coach at JP2, John Paul II Catholic High School, to talk about their football season, which uh, they will begin a week earlier than the public school. So they got a game coming up Friday, August the 12th. So they are making their final preparations here. We'll uh, talk about that and more with Coach Murphy in hour two of today's show. We'll take a timeout, come back, more Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party presented by Bud Light on Thursday, September 1st, is approaching fast. The tickets are on sale right now for only $10. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to these four. Four local charities, SportWorks Ministries, Riley's Army, Daughters for Dads, Heather Ann Pertee Scholarship Fund at the ECU School of Nursing. Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party will feature entertainment by America's favorite, uh, favorite 1980s tribute band, The Breakfast Club, plus the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdales will be on site for photo opportunities. The place to be uh, to kick off football season is at the State Theater in downtown Greenville for the best party of the year. Go to PR927FM.com right now to get your tickets before they sell out. We'll see you on Thursday, September 1st. Now let's head back in to PR9... PR927... Uh-oh. Here's Clip. Hey, Charlotte. What's up? I don't think I'm going to the party this year unless there is a horse involved. Well, well, you're what? in luck. Well, There's a horse involved well, this year. Yes. All right. I'll be there. Hey, we're going to have a horse. We're going to have a Clydesdale at the uh, Pirate Radio kickoff party. So I'm just up. I'm just debating if I want to go in the proper decade attire or if I just want to just do something regular. Yeah, I'm still like, thinking I'm, of... I'm, uh, I'm going back and forth. Like, I totally want... You know, because as everybody knows, the 80s is my wheelhouse, so... I, I'm debating on what I should do. Yeah, decisions, decisions. All right, Shirley, um, you've got some important information. The oh, Ocho yes. is returning. Yes. And I saw that there are going to be live events. Is it Rock Hill, South Carolina? Is that right? Uh, do you I have that information? I, uh, let's see. Let me back up here. Because they always have recorded events, but I read this year they're actually going to have like live events going on. But anyway, you saw some of the the games that are going to be played here. Yes. Okay. So according to this, ESPN2 will turn into the Ocho for a 24-hour period that starts on Friday 
and you're right there is a live american cornhole league super hole three event that will be taking place at the rock hill sports and event center okay so that is oh the epicenter of sports and it's it's uh, the super hole event it pairs a celebrity with a pro for the competition so here's the celebrities oh, i bet they got some big names for that. oh listen to this jay cutler <laughs> wow doug flutie wow okay mike the situation no sorrentino from jersey shore from jersey shore dawn oh. staley sitch and espn's very own marty smith Okay. That's among some of the That's a good group. I, that's a good group. This might sound crazy that, to say after bunch. hearing those names. That's Those are bigger names than I was anticipating. That's a really good bunch. Yeah. So that will be taking place on Friday night at a... The quarterfinals will air at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. So you can actually watch it on uh, while we're on the air oh, Friday afternoon. In. And then the finals air at 8 p.m. that night. Do you remember the year this happened and Morgan Aylers was live in studio and we were watching and distracted by the mullet contest the entire show yes and we couldn't focus on anything yes so that has happened to us before during the ocha okay so can i just name a couple and then we'll save we'll save some for for bryce coming up later this afternoon yeah we'll see what event he thinks he could be good at okay so to kick things off at exactly midnight it will be the 2022 corgi races at Emerald Downs. Now, the only corgis I know are dogs. Those are dogs, I guess, yeah. So, is that a dog race? Sounds like it is. Okay. At a dog track. Um, this is a sport that I actually picked up a couple, maybe about two, three years ago. I played okay, a lot. Tro- okay, Troy D. Uh, well, I don't play it all the time. I only play it when I'm at camp. People might not know. But the USA Pickleball National Championships. Uh, sounds like it's right up Troy's alley, actually. <laughs> pickleball all right yeah um at 3 a.m the (laughs) 2022 noblesville bed races it's 3 a.m i must be lonely i'm watching the ocho uh at 6 a.m the world table hockey championships i'll get up for that is that like is that air hockey i i would have to uh, yeah i I haven't played air hockey in a long time i'd love we need an air hockey table here now this one uh turf wars kickball invitational That'll be fun. That should be fun to watch. The AWA Wiffle Ball at the Ocho. Oh, now, Shirley, you people may not know. I was uh, I played in the North Carolina State Wiffle Ball Tournament years ago in Kenley, North Carolina. And uh, the water moccasins made it to day two, but we lost out. Uh, just so you know, uh, well, oh, excuse me. I, I don't know if the table hockey and air hockey are the same thing because they've got they've got they're re-airing a the world air hockey championships from last year could be two different things yeah it could be two different things so let me scroll down a little bit this one i like the dodgeball all-star showcase all right the slippery stairs at the ocho and one i think you and i could probably do and be really really good at clip must not be a lot of physical activity (laughs) at 9 p.m the U.S. Air Guitar All-Star Air Off. <laughs> this is my wheelhouse yeah, that's pretty good. long. Do they have an air freestyle contest? Because Taylor could win that one. I would win it. I don't know. By a landslide. We should create that event just to have Chandler win it against people. Okay, now the last two events on Can the Ocho, a I'm a little... Well, at 10.30, <laughs> they'll have the World Chase Tag in London, I guess. 
And then at 1130, I'm a little concerned about this. <clears throat> All it says is death diving colon Austin. Okay. There, uh, yeah, a lot of great events there. Now, there's some other ones that I left out intentionally because I want you to bring those up to, to Bryce later. So, In hour three, we'll, uh, we'll let Bryce pick what he would be best at. We'll run down the list again. So we'll talk about it when Bryce Williams joins us. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, All right. That so that's is this Friday? This Friday, beginning right. at midnight. We'll be watching Jay Cutler and the Sitch do battle uh, live on Pirate Radio Friday at 4 o'clock looking forward to it that that should be interesting all right let's uh, get a break in we'll come back when we return we'll talk to the head football coach at jp2 john paul the second catholic high school sean murphy will join us to talk about their team getting ready for another year of high school football we'll do that when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from Sales to Service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We'll continue to get you ready for the upcoming area high school football season which is quickly approaching today we will talk some jp2 football john paul the second catholic football with sean murphy the head coach uh the the only head coach uh, of that program and uh coach you're heading into year four you said i believe we had you on when you you first uh got there and, and started putting this program together so it's great to get you back but first of all how you doing it's good to see you it's great to be here i appreciate it. it's a great opportunity to be able to talk about our team and our program and it's uh yeah i can remember being here a couple of years ago when we were just getting it started so yeah it's cool to be back can you even put into words like the difference today from when we chatted back then and how much has changed since then well i think we chatted back then i didn't even know if we had you know how many kids we were going to have i didn't know if we were actually going to have a team we had we had some interest in the school uh, and I think we started, we had about 18 to 20 kids. Uh, now, starting year four, we've got 45. And we've got uh, a pretty experienced group. And uh, we've actually been pretty good the last two years. We played in the state championship. Now, it's for eight, man, but we've gotten there. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that the third year, uh, you know, is, uh, is is the year for us to, to take that next step. As far as freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, what does it look like there with the numbers on your team, and how has that improved? We've got a really big freshman class and a big senior class. Um, sophomores and juniors, n- not as big. Um, you know, it's just it, it. You know, it, it varies year to year. Uh, we want to. I guess the goal would be to average about ten to fifteen kids per class every year. And as we grow as a school, we're getting closer to that. I mean, 
you know, I think our first year when I started, we had about 70 students, and now we're approaching 250. Hmm. So we've grown a lot, quite a bit in the last couple of years. For folks that haven't seen it, what's the difference? And there, there's plenty of them, and, and at the end of the day, it is still football. But the biggest difference is you'll see if you watch a, an 11-on-11 versus 8-man football. 8-man is, uh, you got to be, well, obviously, it's three, three fewer players. So take out probably the tackles and maybe a tight end. And then on defense, probably take out like a, uh, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive back. So obviously, it's fewer players, fast pace, uh, a lot of high-scoring games. So it's not unusual for a football game to be in the, the 40s or 50s. So if you're a defensive coach, it's not a lot of fun. But if you're an offensive <laughs> coach, it's a lot of fun. So uh, if you're, you go ahead, Chandler. Uh, can you choose what positions are not on the field, or is it there? Yeah, it's up to everybody. Different coach. So for example, for us, uh, we run the football. So if you saw a traditional eye set, two tackles, two guards, a center, quarterback, fullback, tailback, that's what we run. Um, and we look like something out of the 1920s. So if we had leather helmets, uh, we would, uh, you know, you, you, you would notice or recognize who we are because we run the football so much. But, yeah, you can definitely, uh, you know, it's up to each coach. Some, some will be in a spread set with uh, one tailback, you know, um, quarterback, three or four receivers. So it varies. That's interesting. So if, if you give up 28, 31 points on a Friday night, you're feeling pretty good about you're your feeling, effort? You're feeling good. You know what's, what's really crazy? We go into it most games thinking, you know what, we've got to hold our opponent 28 to 35 points, and we feel like we've got a, a little, you know, legitimate chance. Now, we're also playing 11-man as well. So it's crazy. We're probably the only team in the state that's playing – four 11-man games and six eight-man games. Wow. So that's kind of crazy because we're going, I think our first three games are 11-man, and then in midseason we go from eight-man back to 11, back to eight. So it's uh, – So the conference games are what? All eight-man eight games. Eight-man, okay. Yep. And then our out-of-conference are more 11 because we're hoping to transition – uh, the goal is either next year or the following year to transition fully to 11-man because uh, as our numbers grow, yeah. it just makes more sense. Talking to Sean Murphy today, so that's interesting. I was going to ask you how you prepare each week for these teams that could throw all these different formations at you in eight-man football, but I guess my next, my new question is how difficult is it to go from 11 to 8 back to 11? Is it, you know, how challenging is that for you guys? It's, you know what, it's pretty challenging. Here's an interesting story. Last year we were supposed to play St. David's at a Raleigh in an eight-man conference game. Uh, I think they had a COVID issue, so we had to cancel the game, and that was actually on a Thursday morning. We wound up picking up that afternoon Hobden, which was a is a 1A public school, an 11-man game. So we had a day to prepare literally and uh and we actually really you know i think we lost 49 to 43 in a kind of a shootout but you know our kids uh, they they do a pretty good job uh you know going from 11 man to eight man and uh i think our coaches have done a pretty good job uh making um our schemes pretty simple so they can move from one to the other who are uh, some of the guys you're excited about uh, getting on the field this year? Who are your got, key we, guys? We've got a couple. We've got uh, Ryan Roseboro. Ryan is uh, here. This is kind of crazy. He's a six one and a half, three hundred and twenty pound tailback. Wow! <laughs> so that's Ryan, a load. Yeah. So Ryan. No wonder you guys run the ball. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan rushed for twenty two hundred yards last year and thirty touchdowns, and he's got uh, he's got four or five Division two offers awesome. and. 
He actually has got uh, a couple D1s that are on him. Georgia State is very, you know, uh, I thought they were going to offer by now, and they have. And I know ECU has been in the mix uh, as far as, as a defensive lineman. We've got jo- uh, Joey Kester, who is a rising senior. Joey's uh, 6'3 290. He plays tackle for us and just committed to a small college uh, to play football next year. Uh, we've got Zay Lang, who's uh, also a four-year returning starter at the safety spot. Um, Kevion Moore is our top uh, linebacker, and again another running back. So we've got, you know, we've got uh, everybody coming back on offense, and uh, we've got to replace two on defense. You've been here just as long as Mike Houston has. What's your relationship like with him and the coaching staff at East Carolina when it comes to recruiting? You know what? I've start. I've really developed a pretty good uh, relationship with Coach Kirkpatrick and. Um, Coach Shank, uh, mm-hmm. the offensive line Steve coach. Shankwell. Yeah, and uh, Coach Houston starting to. Um, you know, we haven't had in the past a whole lot of guys that uh, were probably ready to play on that level. And I think this year's the first time that we've had two kids that they've showed some interest in. And uh, Ryan, I'm pretty high on just based on uh, how he's done at some of the camps and some of the feedback I've got from the coaches. And, you know, ECU has been over to our school several times to – you know, to meet with me or, you know, uh, evaluate our kids. So it's been great. That's great to hear. And I'm sure you want even more attention on your guys and what you're doing. Do you find that it is lacking, you know, in the in the eight-man department when it comes to schools? Or, or is there a lot of attention well, on your guys? I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, eight-man's not huge in our state. So everybody, you know, looks at it, well, is it real football? Um, you know, it's really funny because I talked when I first started a lot of the coaches in the Midwest – and eight-man is huge out there. And a lot of the colleges in the Midwest uh, will have a recruiter who focuses just on the eight-man teams. Mm. So like Nebraska, Oklahoma, Iowa. So there's a lot of kids that wind up playing uh, at the highest level that are eight-man kids. So, you know, with us, um, that's why we've also, you know, tried to play a little more 11-man uh, so coaches can evaluate our kids on film playing 11-man football. I'll give some credit to Brian Bailey with Touchdown Friday and the other area uh, TV guys because if not for them showing Parrot Academy highlights while I was you know growing up around yeah. here, I would not know what eight-man football was. Yeah. So I still feel like it's kind of a, a hidden gem that a lot of people just aren't aware of. It is, and you know what? As uh, For the smaller schools, I mean, to me, I don't know why more don't play it because – you know, if you've only got 20, 25 kids on your roster, it's crazy not to play eight, man. Yeah. Uh, to play 11, man, that's that's hard. And, uh, you know, a couple injuries and you're out. So, that, you know, you think of some of the small schools in eastern North Carolina and the western part of the state. It makes sense. And it's growing. Uh, it's growing all over the country. I think there's I think there's 1,400 eight-man football teams or eight-man high schools in the, in the country. So, um and you know what? What I've found is you got to be pretty athletic to play because a lot of the kids go both ways. It's more of a speed game. Um, so there are lots of benefits. Yeah, I was going to say, with your numbers in the 40s now, how many are your guys uh, are going both ways? Are you able to, to split it up now? Not many. Yeah. Not many. The only guy we're probably going to try to get a little more, a little work going both ways is Ryan Roseboro because he's being recruited uh, as a defensive lineman, and we just want to get some more film on him out there to the colleges. That's good stuff. John Paul, the second Catholic high school head coach, Sean Murphy, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios and uh, awesome facilities out there. And how's, uh, you know, local support and all that going? What's a Friday night like out there? You know, it's been great. Uh, our, you know, obviously, we've 
got the only facility, I think, in eastern North Carolina as far as high school that has a turf field. So that's we don't really have to worry about rainouts, uh, field conditions. I mean, as long as we're not getting lightning, we're playing. Uh, you know, we, we get good support. Uh, usually it's uh, it's pretty packed. Uh, we've got the cheerleaders. We're going to have a pep band. Uh, the student body comes out. So it's a, it's what you think of uh, a good Friday night event. And, you know, I think any of the media that's been out there that's watched us has been pretty impressed at what they see. Awesome stuff. And you guys will start a week earlier than the, the public schools. So uh, we're kind of getting near go time here, right, Coach? Uh, let's see, August the 12th, 6 o'clock. Uh, you play your first game coming up against North Raleigh Christian Academy. Well, that's actually a scrimmage, so we're starting like everybody. Oh, okay. Nineteen. You got so, your scr- okay. Good yeah, deal. All so right. we're, we're that's going to be a uh, and it's a, it's an eleven man scrimmage with North Raleigh Christian and Warren. I think Warren County High School. So do you guys get together at the jamborees and things like that? Are you able to do other scrimmages this sure. offseason? Yep, yep, yep. So we've uh, during the summer we did uh, seven on seven. So we played in the. Um, uh, it was the, the East Carolina event, and uh, there was probably... Beast of the East. The Is Beast that, of the okay, East, yeah. yeah. And then we've done something with Parrot, Green Central, uh, North Lenore. So we've done some things during the summer with a lot of the public schools, and, uh, you know, we're playing a couple public schools. We're playing Northwest Halifax and Beargrass Charter this year on 11-man football, so... We're doing more and more with the public schools, and uh, we'd like that. We'd like that to continue. How are the the competition level when you go play those public schools, eleven on eleven, compared to say your eight on eight in conference? How how do you guys stack up with those? You teams? know, we last year uh, I think we did. We went two and two. Okay. Um, I thought we did pretty well. We could have easily had gone four and out. Just a you know a play here or there. I think last year and this year we could match up with the team I've got coming back with most 1A schools. I'm not saying we could play, you know, beat a Tarboro or something, but right. we could, you know, but we could match up with most 1A public schools in the state. What's your uh, your background in football? Uh, I I played uh, football at Towson University, okay. which is in Maryland, and they played the Pirates a couple of years ago. Um, and then I coached eight years on the college level, and then I've been. Uh, at a Catholic high schools for over 25 years. So I was at a big Catholic high school up in Baltimore and uh, my wife's a professor down here and that brought us down here. And, uh, you know, we've really uh, fell in love with the community. We've become big pirate fans. So uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a great, uh, great six years in, in Greenville. Did you like the idea, the challenge of building something from scratch? Yeah, that was, that was uh, an awesome, that, that was something that really, uh, was exciting about taking the job at JP2 was to kind of take this thing and start from scratch. It's like you got a uh, you know uh, a blob of clay and you sort of mold it in the way you want to, and uh, it's been it's it's been a lot of fun. And you know we've been fortunate because our kids are you know it's really you know it's funny because when we're done with practice each day, I talk with our coach. I mean our coach our kids are just awesome kids. I mean it's nowadays uh sometimes you get kids that are a little tougher to work with you know i tell our kids to do something it's yes sir no sir it's you know it's, so that makes it fun makes, makes it easier makes it a lot easier <laughs> tell us about your coaching staff i've got uh five on our staff i've got uh let's see one in the building tom dorsey tom's been with me from the beginning uh tom handles our offensive line uh tom has been a public school teacher for many years before he came over to jp2 uh, Brad Matthews was uh, is my defense coordinator. Brad had worked at uh, Wayne Christian and uh, Word of God up in Raleigh. He was a head football coach. Uh, Mike Lang is one of my assistants. Wes Heath and Randy Willoughby are all guys 
all been with me from the beginning and have really bought into uh, our school and our program and uh, helped really build the culture for our football team. Got a buddy or two that went to Towson, and when I hear Towson in Maryland, I think about lacrosse. Do you guys have lacrosse out there you at know, JPT? Yeah, we just started lacrosse. Uh, actually, have they asked you to coach it since not, you're from there? You know what? I love the game, but I don't, you know, I'm not the guy to coach yeah. it. But uh, yeah, that was one of the things when I started as the athletic director. I wanted to bring lacrosse to. To John Paul too, and there's not a whole lot of schools that play lacrosse, especially in the eastern part. But you know, I think our kids, uh, our kids have picked up on it, and um, we're, you know, we're growing the program, yeah. so we're pretty excited about. It. And hopefully, we'll get to the point where we can start a girls' program as well. So, how many um, sports are do you have out there right now? We've got 19. So when I started, we had uh, seven. So we've grown wow. quite a bit, and uh, those seven sports that we had, uh, w- you know, not all the rosters were full. So it was, you know, you'd you'd play a game, and uh, if we had a couple injuries, we might have to cancel. So now um, we've got uh, we've actually got enough kids where we've got we're starting several JV programs. So the, the school is, is really growing, and we're, uh, we're building a new academic building that can get us up to near 400 students. I, uh, I host sports trivia at A.J. McMurphy's every Wednesday, and there's a parent that is out there. And I remember during basketball season, she'd have like her phone or laptop open and watching basketball, JP2 Basketball yeah. Live on her uh on her phone or laptop so uh th- that's great that you're able to, to do you offer that for football and we also? do so we have uh, our marketing and admissions person doug smith who had worked at ecu for some mm-hmm. time doug does a lot with the live streaming and he is outstanding when it comes to technology all that and uh, he live streams most of our sports and uh we we get you'd be surprised the number of people that are actually watching these games from you know if we've got parents that live out of state or picking it up so it's been a great uh, when I say recruiting and marketing tool for our school that's great well coach uh, people want to come out and see you uh, this fall what do they what do they need to know about this team and uh, and all the details on it well uh, you know I think this year we're, we we've got a like I said a senior laden team uh, lots of experience. Uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of passes. So if you if you like throwing the ball, we're not probably the team to watch. But we run the football, and we run the football really well. Um, defensively, uh, kind of fast and physical. Um, great atmosphere. Our games are all at 7 o'clock at night. Uh, I think it's $6 for admissions. Um, we have Bagel Man. If, uh, so we get the <laughs> Bagel Man uh, food over there. So... Uh, I think if you ask the officials and a lot of our fans, uh, they'll tell you we have some of the best food at our games uh, uh, before and at halftime. So uh, we, we think we have a really good uh, high school football atmosphere. Got some people chiming in on Facebook. Uh, John Moody says, heck yeah, it's real football. He played eight-man football at Hobgood Academy oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Uh, Mike is a lacrosse guy. He says if you're struggling to find sports – and need a fix until football returns. The PLL is on ESPN every weekend, Pro Lacrosse League. So he uh, says it's a great, uh, fantastic game to watch. So uh, good stuff out there. Uh, for the folks, uh, Coach, what are these uh, these practices like for you? Do you have the same mandates as yes. the public schools? Okay. Yeah. So we're right now, we'll go the first couple days, just T-shirts, shorts, and helmets. Uh, then we'll go three days with shoulder pads, and then we transition to full gear. And usually by the eighth day, we're starting to hit um, – you know, but, you know, we try to, uh, you know, these next seven days, a lot of teaching, a lot of conditioning, although we've been doing it for two months now. So the kids are in pretty good shape, but it's really now just, uh, and as I said, we've got a lot of returning starters. So it's really just uh, 
working a lot with the new kids, trying to teach them uh, sort of our offense, our defensive basics, and um, fine-tuning our upperclassmen. Well, Coach, uh, we wish you the best of luck, and we'll catch up with you during the season and talk more to you. But good luck this season. been fun chatting with you, and I uh, can't wait to follow some JP2 football this year. Yeah, that's great, guys. I really appreciate it. I know our school does, and hope you guys can uh, cover us you know, throughout the school year. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. Sean Murphy joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. Ellerby will join us, talk more Pirate football and what else is going on in the world of sports. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need uh, custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Been a lot of fun hearing from all the area high school coaches. Talked to Sean Murphy a moment ago from JP2. Educating myself and you on eight-man football. They also play 11-man football, so... Kind of a, a unique deal there. As I was telling him, I would be unaware of eight-man football if not for the area uh, TV shows, Touchdown Friday, The Blitz, the end zone showing uh, parrot highlights growing up. LRB, as a triangle kid, were you familiar with eight-man football? Uh, no, I just grew up watching terrible Broughton High School football in the Raleigh area. We were not very good when I was in high school, so uh, never really knew much about eight-man football, but I did once I've obviously lived in eastern North Carolina longer than I have lived in the Triangle and, and have watched Touchdown Friday with the, the Double B and uh, a little more familiar with it. So did um, did Tom Suter and Bob Holiday have a show back then? Uh, Tom Suter did. Yeah, he was the original Football Friday. Football Friday. I think that, yeah. I mean, Man. That, that was like the staple. That was like the original, I mean, I mean, obviously, before I moved here, I'm sure Brian Bailey's been doing it for 600 yeah. years. But uh, Tom Suter, yeah, the Football Friday thing used to be big because they would sometimes uh, land the helicopter. And, you know, the ones I really remember was when uh, Anthony Barber played for Garner and they had that magical run, I think, in like 87 or 89. It was a, kind of a, a miracle team. But uh, that, that, it was a big deal because that was the only way. And, you know, the News Observer was real big back in uh, those days, too, of getting high school scores and, and stuff. Obviously, no internet, social media. So, certainly, uh, that Football Friday show was uh, more of appointment television if you wanted to see the highlights. I remember in high school, uh, I didn't play football in high school. Uh, we'd go over to a friend's house that uh, was on the team at, on Friday nights, and we would uh, have pizzas and, and watch that show to see uh, if anybody got on and you know, you know, saw one of the world famous Broughton turnovers or pick six or something like that. But uh, no, nah, it was it was uh, that was the way you would watch high school football and catch up on all the games. You've always been more of a athletic supporter than athlete. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even I, I mean, even when I you know played JV baseball, I, I mean, I say play, I was on the team. I, I sat yeah. more on the bench. I mean, I was caught. Uh, they, they called me in to pinch run one game when we were playing like a Wilson Fike, and I was uh, having a Pepsi and popcorn. And uh, so, I mean, I, I assumed I 
wasn't going to play. <clears throat> yeah. And so I'd, I'd already, it was like one of the rare moments that uh, they had a concession stand open for a JV game. And I thought that was awesome. So I, I, I <laughs> take I, advantage of it. Yeah. I was, uh, me and me and another guy that uh, never played either. We, we thought that was, uh, you know, why not have a little afternoon snack, watch some baseball. Good deal. Did, did nothing better than day baseball clip. Nothing rock. better. Nothing better. <laughs> and when you're a bench warmer, you're, you're on the front <laughs> row. Uh, man, Tom Suter was a legend. I remember him more from basketball highlights and Jamburger than uh, yeah. I didn't. Watch, I guess I didn't watch the the football show, but uh, some good old days there. No, oh. he he would highlight like players of the week or something. Mm-hmm. And we had a girl that played uh, extra effort ball, award, extra effort award, and um, there was a girl that played like three or four different sports. And he came into the school to interview her and stuff. And I remember thinking like. Oh my God! That's there, Tom Suter. There's a legend here. <laughs> like, there's Tom Suter. Very tall man, by the way. Very lanky. Good deal. Good deal. Bob Holiday, a tall guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a fan of uh, of Bob. Yeah, back then. Uh, all right, there's your WRAL throwback segment here on PRL. The, the, this the uh, Sky Five. That was a big deal when you saw Sky Five. <laughs> I mean, it, it was uh, you know it was kind of like the Batcopter in Raleigh. My dad tells me about the days of Bob DeBartolayden. Oh yeah. The weatherman. Yeah. Anything else? That's it. Okay. That's I just all. like his. I like to say his name. <laughs> what is it? Bob DeBardlayden. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear you say his name. Bob DeBardlayden. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right, Ellerby. Uh, great show on Monday as we uh, went in back inside the Delcor Players Lounge, and uh, great to talk to those guys, get to know them as people. Had some. Had some fun stuff uh, that we talked about there uh, yeah. on Monday. I had a great conversation with uh, a client and friend of the station today talking about Keaton Mitchell. Uh, looking forward to him giving some deuces to people this football <laughs> season. So I, I, I enjoyed those. Uh, we're going to serve those up as a podcast uh, in case you missed it. But uh, certainly fun to have uh, those guys. And uh, Miles Berry, what, what, what a... What a guy. Bilingual. Yeah, I mean, uh, Spanish. I mean, very very impressive young man. So uh, always learn something more. The, the stuff you learn outside the gridiron is always fascinating when uh, those guys are in studio or on the phone. So uh, lots of good stuff. Look forward to that each and every week on uh, Pirate Radio. Ellerby, uh, we are in August, and it is one of my favorite sports months, despite the lack of games itself, but just the anticipation you've got you know media day pirate radio football kickoff party which actually this year will be september 1st so that'll creep into september uh you got fantasy drafts you got all kind i mean i love i was trying to think uh sports months ranked and i guess september would be number one for me the football kickoff Mm -hmm. followed I'll, i'll give you i'll give you mine and then you you throw yours out there i'll go september one i'll go march two i'll go are you ranking all 12, Troy? No. <laughs> uh, August is pretty close with October and November to me. And not a big December guy. Washington's usually out of it. The bowls are okay. but So I'll go like September 1, March 2, and then I guess October, August, November. There's my top five. Recap them again one more time. September 1, March 2. October, August, November. Okay. Yeah, I'm going October 1st. World Series. I mean, you got baseball. and You got everybody should be, for the most part, in the hunt in, in football. Everybody's still alive. Yeah, for football. I mean, like, I mean, even if you're... 
college team is 0-4 in September, you still have that little... Uh, no, no. You, you You're 0-4. You're done. You still, But the crisp air of fall comes <laughs> in, and you still got a few more tailgates that you want to have with your friends. Okay, all right. So, but the, the NFL is, is just getting into, like, usually the NFL games on, like, Sunday, Thursday, and Monday are going to be, you know... The night games is what the primetime games are going to be a little bit better, and then of course the World Series. I mean, you know, it's not day base. It's not day baseball during the. During, but how much during, do you really say, care about it? Baseball. You really care about the World Series, like it, in know, football season. You know, honestly, as I've gotten older, the more I enjoy more of the talk of really what we do here than actually watching a full World Series game or a full NFL game. Or uh, I mean, that's what, I mean. I would rank August probably number two on my list just because right now. I mean, that Phil Still magazine, there's nothing better to flip through it. There's not, I've enjoyed all the preview uh, interviews you've done with uh, yeah. the opposing teams. Um, it, it's just all, the, there's so much anticipation. And then the players coming in yesterday adds a whole nother wrinkle to it. So I think, um, and then, you know, the story, even no matter where you stand with it, is interesting on Deshaun Watson. Uh, there's just so much buildup and, you know, inj- I think didn't a Cowboys receiver get injured? There's, there's so many things. There's so much storylines right now that's happening in the world of football. Baseball has the uh, trade deadline going on. That, I mean, that, that's just that's just good clickbait, good watching the uh, the scroll at tiebreakers today to see about, uh, you know, Soto being traded. So, I mean, there's this August, October and August. Two great months. All right. You're and, on board with August. And, and two, uh, two other reasons is my kids were born in October, and then I was born in August. So even better to have celebrations around. Now, that's a Troy D uh, answer. If around, around. Sorry, sorry. So, so I just want to you know just recognize my, myself and my family <laughs> during those two months. Uh, Mike P says basketball starts in October, too. Definite number one sports month. So you've really got everything kind of coming together. Basketball definitely overlooked. Does hockey start in October as well? Some sort of practice? It could. We might have, yeah, all kinds October of could be the most blended sport of the year. Uh, Chandler, what's on your month. power ranking? i got to go September. It's my birthday month. Um, and it's the, obviously the start of football, not just in college football, but the NFL. Hopes are high. I like December because I'm still a big fan of the bowls. I know, you know, with the college football playoff and everything, bowls really don't matter, but I still enjoy the bowl games and stuff like that. I do enjoy uh, the December, the Christmas version of NFL Sundays on Fox and stuff like that. Um, when they start putting the, um, the, the, like the graphics on graphics, the score. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of takes me back in time. Uh, so December uh i like i like october because like jonathan said it's kind of like everybody's still in the hunt everybody has high hopes still uh with with football whether that's college football or the national football league and then i'm not a big baseball guy so the world series i really don't care about but um that's three none of y'all y'all aren't into march March? are you kidding me i only named march is my next one okay march march with basketball uh and then Definitely not July because then you have that dead period there. Well, you got the hot dog eating contest. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired of Joey Chestnut winning every year. Every year in June, July, we we like overhype by this, and I do it too here on the show. I'm like looking at all right, you got a golf tournament, there's a race, and something like man, this is an underrated sports weekend we got coming up here. We're just looking for anything we can get, but those summer months stink when it comes to sports. Yeah, and then August is my last one. 
All right. I didn't. Fair I, 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 didn't finish. I think we quit listening to you, Wally. <laughs> yeah, we moved on. But I wanted to make sure I got all five in. Are you still here? <laughs> CJ, anything to add? No. Do we miss anything? No. I just have a clear top three October, March, December. December? Why December? Well, for me, the Steelers are always still on the hunt in December. So they're relevant. Still, they're yeah. s- it's still fun to me then. January is pretty good too because you get college football championship and playoffs right and you've got playoffs basketball starting conference play probably a pretty good january is a good yeah, month a good because month. it's it's cold it's dark early and then the nfl games especially those championship the, the first weekend they have the you know the saturday games at night that eight o'clock game mm-hmm. it's always in pittsburgh or new england and it's, you see people freezing at the game yeah. and then and then the sunday games get staggered at like three and six so, yeah. you know so you're like you, you get a big pot of chili on, on the stove and, now you're talking my language and, and, and you're watching some uh nfl fo- and it's really doesn't and the cool thing I will. You got to give the NFL props while they're the, the king of America right now. Is it doesn't really matter for the majority of fans of who's really playing because they they want to lock into those specific, specifically those uh, NFC and AFC championship games. Why is August maybe even better than September? Well, East Carolina has been outscored in their season opener the last three years by a combined sixty-five points. State, App State, and UCF have outscored East Carolina by 65. So, so far, the last three years, the anticipation has been better than actually getting there. What will happen this year in the opener, we'll see. But, you know, you you always go into a season with undefeated dreams and everything. Those have been quickly erased uh, the last three years. I think, think, though, you have to understand where East Carolina's been the last three seasons. Particularly, like, I don't think anybody really probably, I mean... Mike Houston's had to build this thing. I think this year is like, you know, it's a tough opponent to open up week one. And uh, I think East Carolina fans uh, feel the best they've ever felt about their program and about an opportunity to walk away 1-0 and after September 3rd. Uh, that streak, when is the last time East Carolina won a season opener, Ellerby? Man. I got to look it up because it, it hasn't been be in we- the last five years. It had to be in Western Carolina. Doesn't it say on the bottom though, over there, Phil Still Magazine, they got it over there? Here? Yeah, they, not in the last five. No, years. there's I L's say, across the board. I'm going to I want to say Western Carolina, Scotty Montgomery's first year. That would probably be right. So that would be 16. Yep. Because in 17 they Eight lost to Madison. Yeah, yeah. So they lost five straight season openers. Got to reverse the uh, curse there. Got to flip the script. Two of those back to back FCS opponents. That was brutal. With with A <laughs> and T and James Madison, and yeah. they made a meme out of it. <laughs> and yeah. I just saw it today. Mm-hmm. It said Austin Riley after signing his contract. That meme still lives and will live forever. Speaking of internet memes, Fanduel used a, a Parker Bunch video last night. Are you serious? That Paul? said Aaron Judge when. Uh, Every, every time Aaron Judge goes up to bat, and it was the video that Nolan Knight got of Parker Bunch. Just hitting dingers. That's I just hit hit dingers. Hit, just here to hit that's, dingers. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So he's living on through the internet. Yeah. Luckily, the A&T meme, you can't... Only East Carolina fans know that that's right. really it. He's, there's nothing in the background. It, I mean, it's pretty... Uh, 
bleached out or whited out that you can't see any kind of logo or anything of, I agree. of, of, of where it is. That's the thank goodness that didn't happen like on the field, <laughs> you know, like in our stadium somewhere. So that's the only blessing in disguise for that. The saving grace uh, there. Uh, yeah, this opener, I talked about it with Bailey earlier, is going to look a lot different than the last two meetings uh, between the Pirates and the Pack. And it, yeah, it's going to be tough, but uh, hey, look, I, I like East Carolina's chances to uh, fight it out with the Wolfpack. They're, they're going to have to play a really good game. And uh, I think, you know, NC, every NC State fan I has is very nervous about this game. They're, they're like, oh boy, we're overhyped. You know, they, they, they're, they're, they're running the worst case scenario. They're, they're thinking that NC State's going to NC State it. And, and, and I'm hoping that's the case as well. We will see the polls come out here later on in the month, Ellerby, and Which see what number better. beside. Yeah, they're going to have a number beside their name. Yes, absolutely. I hope it's a high number. And, uh, you know, East Carolina is on ESPN that day. A lot of people, I don't know if they've really dialed into that, but College Game Day, the premier college football show, will be on ESPN. And then that'll lead right into East Carolina NC State. So it's 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 there's going to be a lot of eyeballs, at least initially, at that game. And hopefully they'll see the purple smoke, the purple haze, a packed Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and uh, maybe the Pirates can make some noise. That'll be one of the games. Where is game day going to be? Do you Have they announced that yet? I wonder over? if they're going to be at the Shoe, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame that weekend. That, okay. It's a Saturday night game. I, I believe I have a friend that's an Ohio State fan, and I thought he had mentioned that to me the other day. I thought I Ohio State was playing Oregon the first game. No, that, that was, that's Georgia. Georgia. Georgia's yeah. playing Oregon. So I think they're going to be, because I don't think Notre Dame has been to the horseshoe even ever or many, many years. It's been a long time. That would make sense. Uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas, great game uh, to open the season that Saturday. Oregon, Georgia is at 330. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, is that a nooner? It got moved to night. Oh, okay. I think it got moved to like a primetime 7 or 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. Okay. Looks like you might be correct on that. So, yeah, that would probably be the best option. Utah at Florida is an interesting matchup. Urban Meyer Bowl. 7 o'clock on ESPN. I found the tweet. They're going to Columbus. They are going to Columbus? Okay. They'll be there. And I still haven't found that game. Uh, 7.30. 7.30? Okay. Thank you, CJ. Um, My... I was bringing that up because so they're going to be there. <clears throat> Herbie's going to be hyping up his Buckeyes, but when they do the picks, they'll probably pick the ECU State game. Sure. I would think absolutely. It's on their network. It's coming up next. It's, it's going to be a top twenty team. It's a ranked team. Yeah, absolutely. At least one of them. Which one? And who's going to be the celebrity? Who's a Ohio <coughs> celebrity? A famous alum from Ohio State. Somebody on that panel is going to pick the Pirates. It might be Corso. LeBron James is an honorary Buckeye. It might be LeBron. Nah, he'll pick all favorites. He's a front runner. Uh, but one somebody is going to pick the Pirates. Elderby. I'll put the money on Desmond. Okay. I'll take Desmond to take the Pirates. Desmond Howard. Take is Corso it. back for another year? Uh, they keep trotting him out there, man. <laughs> Bless him. I know. There's a speaking of memes. Did you see the one floating around of him this week? Yes, I did. <laughs> the little kid. Wait, yeah, he called a kid a midget. not so fast <laughs> midget. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, everybody just kind of he just does whatever he wants to at this point. You he reach does. a certain age, right? He does. I think he's been doing that for a long time, but now, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, but, uh, now he does. A couple good uh, programming tips for people out there. Uh, if you haven't watched the uh, ESPN Derek Jeter, yeah, you don't like it. I watch. Well, I don't. I th- I've watched the four episodes. I thought it was fabulous. I don't like him. I enjoyed. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think you have to. I think you can respect what he did. And 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 look, whether you like the Yankees or not, I think you can appreciate 
kind of the way they did things. And they I, they were just such a dominant team in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's another reason I don't like it, because there's two Braves World Series. Yeah, there. there's a couple heartbreakers by the Braves. In Including there. that first one, Yeah, where the Braves are up 2 nothing. Yes. At uh, home for game three, Jim Laritz, of all people, hits a bomb. And those were some bad childhood memories. Yeah, that, that that brought up a lot. I, I'd forgotten about the sequence of a lot of the things that happened during during that time. But, Andrew uh, Jones is like 18 years old. Yes. He has two home runs in game one. It was awesome. Yeah, so uh, that, that is a really good uh, series you need to check out on ESPN+. Plus. But another one I checked out today, had a chance to go make a trip over to Beaufort County. And I listened to a podcast called Crime Time. Oh yeah, with Judy and Clip. Yeah, and man, quite an interesting breakdown yeah. of uh, of of a sequence of events. I felt like I was just on a Dateline episode. I was like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Did it keep you captivated with and, the yeah. Rock and yeah. uh, Tim and Karen? <laughs> you listen them well, all. and uh, that Judy can identify that you know, like when people get stabbed, blood doesn't splatter everywhere. Apparently, so there, there's a, you guys are your crime time experts. You enjoyed that? I enjoyed. That. All right, we got We got to do another one. It's yeah. in the Pirate Radio podcast channel check out clip and judy there uh thanks ellery redid a uh a dateline that and it was a lot of twists and turns yeah very interesting case when's the next uh, one you know what we've been talking about that and uh we'll do it soon what were the characteristics of the people that are always on dateline they're they're pretty attractive usually caucasian Usually well off and uh, have a bubbly personality. Oh yeah, they're the nicest person. Yeah. Uh, pillar of the community. Pillar of the community. Yes, that's yeah. right. So if anybody starts painting you as a pillar of the community, <laughs> a good-looking person, and you're already Caucasian, look out. You might end up on Dateline. And I don't think we mentioned this, but crime never happens in that town. Right. Every episode says that stuff like this never happens in our town, and it happened. And you're now on Dateline. You don't want to be on Dateline. And uh, just kind of, I found the fascinating character that ended up being the person that was guilty. Yeah. The tattoo. Yeah. And uh, just just a lot of interesting. I find that stuff interesting. Like, why do people, it's amazing that we walk the earth with these people who are seemingly normal. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, like 30 or 40 minutes in the episode that this guy had been in prison for, like, 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Tim the Pimp. Yeah. He's a pimp with, yeah. his, with his tattoo. Yes. Go check it out, folks. And then that's your wife. Really, we just told you the whole story. And that's your wife like The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that was shocking. That was it. a little surprising. It was. So, I was very shocked. She likes the bad boy. The twists and turns <laughs> of the Crime Time podcast with Clip and Judy. Thanks, Ellery. That's a great, uh, great endorsement there. And, and also tell Judy, too, she has a nice voice. We need to get her down here to voice some commercials. I thought, did you say that, too? Somebody else said that. Yeah. she had a, I think uh, I said that she has that podcast voice. A good podcast voice. Especially like a true crime podcast i'm gonna get her to be closer to the mic next time she was a little quiet yeah she was a little and, field mouse and then i think i'm a, we need to work on getting some sound effects for her because you could have gotten the dun 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 <laughs> you know just right, and then maybe some get a few keith morrison drops and then you did a good yeah. lester holt too when you you know coming up yes <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, and this is an old case and it's been rehashed a million times but for some reason i just started watching the uh, the what about pam or the thing about pam do you know that story i don't know okay that's like a classic uh dateline that they turned into a show renee zellweger played wedger wegger renee zellweger i think that's it plays the uh the 
main person but anyway it's a show that they made from a dateline episode on nbc hmm. and it's an interest, very interesting case uh chandler do you need to uh head over there yeah i was going to tell you to kind of give me a heads up coming up I next heads up coming up <laughs> I, did chandler i know how to do it oh, 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 oh sit down sit down let's let yeah, siege do ain't this no problem all right take us to break cj cj debarbolating <laughs> <laughs> ellery thanks for hanging out no it was fun thanks for uh having me it was a lot of good times we'll talk to you uh, next tuesday we'll cj schaefer gonna take us to break and troy d assistant production oh, oh, <laughs> troy d's here cj's so comfortable he's taking his shoes off he thinks this is like a lounge in his house i saw the feet kicked socks. up that was very disturbing it's hot in here who let the dogs out <laughs> all right cj do your magic we'll return wrap up hour two bryce williams on the way hour three of pirate radio live more to go after this to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is Cliff Brock. All right, we are just a couple of days away from a football game on television. It is the Hall of Fame game. Don't expect to see a lot of people you recognize. Uh, Brian Bailey said he hoped we could see Zay Jones uh, get a rep or two. Uh, We do know a couple of... Uh, Jags that won't be playing on Thursday night saw a headline that said no Trevor Lawrence, no Travis Etienne coming up on Thursday. So I doubt we're going to see uh, many, uh, probably no stars, maybe a few familiar faces, but again, it will be football. So uh, let me look at the Jaguars quarterbacks. Let's see who we'll see. Coach, uh, you plan on playing David Carr? Uh, Derek Carr, I'm sorry. Don't ask me, man. I don't know if you've heard the news, man, but I'm no longer the coach, man, for yeah. the for the raiders it's a real shame it's a real shame uh we might what, do you live under a rock man <laughs> cj bethard is the backup jake luton kyle slaughter slaughter he came over from the usfl uh that just cool played in the story. spring that is a very cool neat story so those might be some of the names you see for the jags uh coming up on thursday night hall of fame game in canton and then uh next week We'll get to see uh, our teams on the field for the first time. Saw uh, that Carson Wentz threw back-to-back interceptions yesterday, but it doesn't matter because, like I said, those things don't matter. I mean, even a touchdown doesn't Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Interception doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Has anything that mattered happened at Panthers camp to you? I mean, Baker Mayfield threw a 50-yard bomb to Robbie, not Robbie, Anderson today. He's still Robbie to me. Uh, But Robbie, not Robbie dove for the ball for a touchdown but guess what who cares because it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> do you disagree with me on that and please feel free to do so maybe it does matter I, I think it does get people excited but it doesn't mean 
I, I, I agree. It doesn't mean jack squat. I'll tell you something that matters. What's happening at Steelers camp with their quarterbacks? Does that matter, or is it Mitchell Trubisky no matter what happens? No, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter because I don't want to talk about it. Why? I don't like a single quarterback we have anymore. Hey, <laughs> what? What about Pickett? I don't care. I'm out on all of them. Really? What in the world's wrong with you? Every Everything I see, I'm overreacting to what's going on in practice. Wait, and you're taking this awful. So you're taking it into, like, serious situations. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 I made it a point the other day, like, when we first brought this up. Kenny Pickett, I saw uh, in, uh, a post on Twitter. People were making fun of Kenny Pickett because he threw an interception. It doesn't matter. You got to relax, CJ. It doesn't matter. You're going to throw interceptions. You're going to throw t- you're going to throw touchdowns. It doesn't matter. It's very unfortunate that his last name is Pickett though. I, I agree. I mean, now did the kicker Blewett also go to Pittsburgh he or did. did I make that up? He went to Pittsburgh and a then wasn't kicker he named uh, Blewett and a QB named kicker? Pickett. Yeah. I mean, that I, is very unfortunate. And there's going to be so many jokes. It's yeah. Get those jokes ready. Uh, people are still going to have, when Washington has a terrible defensive day, say they had a dust-up. Jack Del Rio had a dust-up. Uh, that's not even funny. Well, first of all, I hope nobody tries to do the picket thing, because that's already not funny. You don't think anybody's going to? Everybody's going to try that. And that's ridiculous. I'm and with Chandler. It's they're, not they're funny. losers. Would, out. Of course it's not funny. But I'm going to do it on this show if it makes CJ feel bad. <laughs> and i'll join in (laughs) now i do hope he's a third string quarterback wait did i see a headline you did not that this matters but that mason rudolph has a chance to be the steelers starter now i don't know i do think that matters because you can't lie where's Where's duck where's duck when you need him (laughs) mason why does he boy that doesn't say a lot for what else you got there no wonder you're upset yeah trubisky's the best option and then you got your uh, Deontay Johnson is a hold in. This is a new term, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I'm not really like sure. Like he's going to practice and just sitting there. Yeah, I think he forgot what a holdout's supposed to be. He's holding in. He's holding in. Yeah. So, so he's actually showing up to practice. He's just sitting there. I, got good I guess kind of trying to stew with the uh, GMs and Chase stuff. Chase Claypool is not the biggest drama queen in the wide receiver room right now. That's, that's bad. Well, I mean, at this point, you're used to drama queen receivers. You got um, very spoiled with Heinz Ward for 15 years. Yep. And now, whoever is... I, it started with uh, with Plaxico. Everything was supposed to be peachy. It's just... And then also Juju Smith. Schuster? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't he kind of like a drama queen? He was more of like a TikTok. Antonio yeah. Brown was the drama queen. I, I wouldn't put him on the... Le- like, Juju did a lot of tiktoks but i don't really think it ever affected his on-field performance yeah he he was kind of just like a kid like immature acting kind of but yeah he wasn't like he didn't do the antonio brown stuff yeah he didn't yeah i i well i don't know dancing on other teams logos wouldn't that kind of affect how the opposing team would look at him that is well, so overblown Who bryce cares? williams just walked in so i believe combining the people in these two studios every person in here given the chance to dance on the cowboys logo would do it uh, does that really matter to you chandler if a guy on the other team dances on i'm a just bringing up head? no i'm just bringing up an observation i'm not saying that's my my opinion well what is your opinion i don't give a damn about what happens on the damn field or his tiktoks that's my damn opinion i don't give a damn all right there you go thank you chad moore is not funny he said kenny pickett 
Yes, you can. That, that we are calling not that not funny. Not funny. Not funny Survey at all. Survey says... Ding! Not funny. I wish Chandler had a logo in here. I would go dance all over it right now. Because he would get so... <laughs> and I wouldn't care. Yes, you would. You would get so upset about it. Because that's sacred. I, I was saying that was what people were saying. That's an argument that people brought up. So lame. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Bryce Williams is here. I saw the light. I was baptized. Uh Uh-huh. What else? By the fire in your touch? Mm -hmm. What's in your eyes? The flame? Oh. In your eyes. Uh, We'll see if Chandler can find that ditty so we can play that when Bryce comes in. We'll talk ECU football, NFL, Pirate Radio Outdoors, maybe play a game or two, and make you a winner. Big Hour 3 on tap. We're back with you after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard comp- Stanford, standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. The Pirates are on the practice field on Wednesday. And we'll be out there, pictures, video, and hopefully some uh, conversations to pass along to you on this program and on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you're locked in, YouTube, all of our social medias, because now is the time, if you're not already doing it, football ramping up. We're excited about that. And we're excited to have former ECU tight end Bryce Williams joining us. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing great. I'm Chandler's making a face, which makes me think he does not have the intro song. We probably should have talked about this during the commercial break. But you know what? I, I'm one of those coaches, Bryce, that believes in my guys and yeah. feel like I don't have to hold their hand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of... I gave Chandler uh, the benefit of the doubt here that he would find this baby, and uh, it's not happening <laughs> man, at the moment. So. Man, oh, man. Here's what I'll do. Y'all just go on with the, with the segment, <laughs> yeah. and it, like at any moment, as soon as I find it, it's just going to like burst right. out and, and randomly. Okay. okay. All right, fair All enough. Right. So uh, continue on. Over under 542. <laughs> oh, under. Under. All Way right. under. Fine. All right, we'll see. All right, uh, so Bryce, uh, Pirates reporting to camp. Let's talk about um, what that means. What uh, We talked to the players yesterday in the Delcor Players Lounge. It was funny. There was a mix of excitement, can't wait, 
and then the next sentence would be it's going to be hell so it's like good news you're back to football uh, bad news man it's hot and y'all gonna be working a lot so what do you yeah, think i tell you i'm having some flashbacks you know moving you know first you know we would move into the dorms i don't know what their situation is if they still i think we were moving in not scott but it's um <laughs> that was <pretty> good. <laughs> uh it wasn't scott Hall, was it acock which one is it that's um do y'all remember the layout it wasn't. I, I, it was, I never lived on campus. I saw the light of it, <laughs> baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Let's go, baby. Wait a minute, Chandler. It was in a whole different folder. Sorry to interrupt you, Bryce. You're good. Um, but let me interrupt you again. <laughs> Chandler, you sent me a video of some jabronis playing this song this weekend. Was it karaoke or a band? It was a band at the Buck. Yeah, can't remember the name of the band. Uh, they didn't sound as good as us. That's all oh, I know. Hell no. <laughs> so anyway, the only thing I could think of was like, man, me and Clip need to be here <laughs> just and just that infiltrate right. the stage. And we just sing that one part, and we don't know any of the other words. <laughs> all right, back to football. All right, continue on. Bryce, did you think of your dorm? Uh, I never lived on was, campus. I always it lived was off somewhere campus. on the hill. It was near Scott. It was the older dorm, one of the older dorms. Um, but you know, everybody's moving in. You're getting your, you know, all your snacks and hydration, your pillows and every, you know, just everything. And um, I got a funny picture of you know my buddy Stuart, and he's sitting there like thumbs <laughs> up, like long hair, looking young as crap. And uh, you know when we were in our rooms, but I mean it was definitely a lot of excitement. You know what's about to kick off. Um, you know, and obviously it's a good time to, you know, obviously get you know get focused on the season, and then the next morning you have a conditioning test. So then all that fun moving in, you're like, oh dang, it's about to get real. But the conditioning test was never that big of a deal for me. I mean, you were tired. A bunch of us guys were handling it pretty good. Well, here's the difference, Bryce. They have already done their conditioning test. I guess whenever they did that before camp starts. So oh. I found that interesting because usually I always hear about that with the NFL. Like that's one of the first things they do the yeah. conditioning test. Same in college, uh, but I guess theirs was done previously, so everybody's ready to go day one. I guess. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too long and they didn't slack off. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like a month ago. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was sort of a thing. Like if you didn't pass the conditioning test, you couldn't practice until you passed it. So obviously we had some guys who would. Uh, you know fail it and all that but not to redo it but i mean it's exciting i mean the days are long um it's always like you know the mornings like yeah you're getting the kind out of you know you're like tag on let's get fired up you got breakfast the thing i also did like the most was like the walkthrough i mean we'd have like a 30 minute walkthrough at least before practice wearing our helmets and i was like oh lee that was the aggravating part and then you get the pat and go you're kind of like, yeah, it goes in motion. But then as obviously practice sort of gets ramped up. You know, you kind of get the juices flowing and everything, you know, back to the competitive part of it. I hated pre-practice stuff. Hated it. Um, but, you know, it's long days, hot, sweaty, but, you know, they accommodate for us good with hydration and, um, you know, snacks, everything. The hardest thing is when you would obviously have lunch and you go back, then you take a nap, and you're, like, dragging after that. And then when you got to sit there and film study – and you dim the lights mm. in these comfy chairs. It's nice and cool. And you hear the same voice of the same coach. I don't know. Just like, How many oh, times oh. did you nod off? 
I guess I could say it now. Yeah. Obviously, my senior year, I'd sit in the front, and Coach Kate would be behind me, and I'd be like this right here. <laughs> you you got it down to a science? Oh, gosh, because I'd sit in front of them. Yeah. So they couldn't tell. And knock on wood, for the most part, by that point, I was pretty 100%. Like, there wasn't really too much to correct. I mean, there's always a little thing. But obviously, <laughs> Coach K would scare the crap out of you and think, not like just to try and get you. I mean, you'll be sitting there and someone else will do something and he'll do that. I mean, he had the loudest like yell, like as far as an excitement yell or whatever it would be. For some reason, he always had like a, like a burst of energy. Yeah. And you'd have a heart attack. Like, well, yeah. Mm. You know, and I've just, been watching you, the whole time. Yeah, and you just point. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, there for a while, they're in training camp. Good. They're in camp, I guess training camp. Um, I took a few naps, you know. And then Hardy, he would always sit. How would Hardy sit? Hardy would say to, oh, I think it would be like Coach K, say, he, in this table. And then, like, Zay or Quay would be, like, next. And then Hardy would be up against the wall. Oh, yeah. So, Coach K had a barrier. You know, Hardy had a barrier. So, I mean, Hardy, he, Hardy never even spoke. He just sat there. Just like this. I mean, because <laughs> obviously not much to correct with Hardy either. But it's a great time. I mean, it, I miss it. It was... um fun of course you know leading up to um you know leading up to the season and all that i mean it's just a lot it's an exciting time and it sounds like this is a good time to get one-on-ones going and Mm -hmm. coach houston brought that up last friday the players were talking about it yesterday jeremy lewis said he uh is one of the biggest trash talkers on the team and really enjoys that part of it going back and forth and I guess after what a week or two, you're sick of your uh, the guys on defense and ready oh, to hit a player against the real team. Kind yeah, of it's kind of or you're kind of you know yeah you're kind of tired of playing the same old guy hitting the same head like goodness gracious because they know what's coming most of the time. Jerry Lewis said that yesterday and he said especially like day one or two. We know they're not going to throw too many wrinkles in, so we know what they're doing. We're going to crush them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember Which, you bringing uh, that up. Defense didn't quite get that. You know. <laughs> Zeke, may, Zeke may have a, a different thought on that, but yeah. I think offense. We, I think we got it most of the time. But it was <laughs> aggravated as crap. Every time having to hit sticks, coming across the formation, you're like, golly, he knows what's coming. I know, yeah. And, uh, you know, because you, you can't cut them. So it, it does get a little old. But now when we do like 11 on 11, I mean, that's fun competitive stuff you know one-on-ones i mean it's all fun and you you know of course it's nice to see different faces but it, it honestly every day is, it's just as competitive i mean and if it's and the coaches think it's not they'll be sure to correct that yeah and uh probably the best i don't know is that the best team bonding you get during the year like outside of the season yeah I take, everybody's yeah, together yeah i mean it, it is great you know you, you know, as soon as you bust your butt all morning you know, you get back film, you know, you have you, all your, I mean, you eat all the meals together, you know, you go to breakfast, everybody goes to lunch, and then, um, you know, then you have your dinner, you know, everything's winding down, everybody, um, <laughs> um, I got a funny story, actually, um, of the bonding thing, but it is, I, I, I love camp, you know, it's, you have nothing, I mean, literally, there's no concern um, other than football, I mean, it's strictly yeah. football, you're not worried about tests, you know, academics, all you gotta do is be on time. I mean, it was a great time. And speaking kind of, kind of a routine would be uh, after lunch. And I got, I'll show you the video. Uh, after um, lunch, you know, it was my junior year. Uh, you know, me, Jake, Gary, Geary, and who else was sort of in our little like lunch group. 
You know, after lunch, we'd get an ice cream cone, you know, eat our ice cream cone, walk into the dorm. Well, then you know, after you eat, you know, we have to relieve yourself. So we'd be in the stall, and there's a video. Jake always had, like, these lifesaver mints. And uh, I was sitting there in the video, and he go, he reaches over and goes, on my foot. Lay, he like, then he lays my mint, and he taps my foot in the middle of number two. And, uh, and then you hear me laughing. I pull it up. I, I'm just, good. Uh, you no, described it good enough for me. You I don't, don't see think. anything but my feet in Jake's hand. But man, I mean, that was routine. You have ice cream cone. I mean, it was the best feeling too to, yeah. you know, be done with practice. You get in a cold tub. You get to. I mean, you know, you're done for the day. You know, and it is. It's, it's a. It's a good time. And I'd go back. I mean, if I'd go back. Uh, All right. If I could, you know, do it. My cardio might be a little low, but everything else, my neck probably would be real sore. How many times did you have to take the conditioning test? Could you get it in one try? Oh, if you yeah. Went right now, running was no problem for me. All it's right. Good. Yeah. Uh we've got a tight end. We're going to watch a lot this year, Bryson. That's Ryan Jones. And mm-hmm. and by the way, Mike Houston said, don't forget about Shane Calhoun. You oh know, yeah. Got, uh, got a couple good tight ends there. Aaron Jarman in that room as well. But uh, Ryan Jones named to the Mackie watch list last week. There we go. And uh, one of 54 tight ends named to that list. First pirate to uh, be included on that list since Bryce Williams in 2015. And you were a midseason candidate for that. I was a midseason. That's a little sour because I was like, man, they could have been. I could have. I think I would have been able to get even farther into it, but then had the drought of. Not many touches in the red zone. You yeah. know, I won't you know go any further on that. But so that was kind of a bummer to know like mid season. I'm like, okay, and let's keep this going. And then it so just, you made probably at least one cut. How many cuts? I wonder did they make that you? I, that I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but but mid season, you were probably down to like the top 25 or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, I was getting up. I mean, I was getting up there. Supposedly my rankings were like in the top. I know it was top 10, possibly top five there for a little bit. And then, um, you know, as the season and obviously, yeah. you know, if you don't get any touchdowns, that kind of, that adds some stars there, I guess, right. in, in the polls and the, you know, that, that, so. And um, winning helps too. And that was a yeah. weird year with quarterback yeah. shuffle and mm-hmm. Ben Kurt out. So yeah. just kind of a lot of weird stuff yeah. happened that year. Uh, but I don't know if we even talk about this enough, like, ECU Ryan Jones took a chance on himself. ECU took a pretty big leap to bring in a guy that played defense. Remember, like at Oklahoma, oh, yeah. he hadn't played offense since high school. Right. And he comes in and becomes a weapon. He's the leading pass catcher returning to East Carolina this year. Yeah. So that move, and I don't know how much of a gamble it was, but right now we can say it's worked out. And I think this year might work out even more. But uh, we got a chance to talk to him yesterday inside the Delcor Players Lounge. He said that obviously he's his number one critic, yeah. and he said he had to do a better job getting the playbook, knowing everything. Now he says, Bryce, and you could probably relate to this, he not only knows his stuff, he knows the receiver. like He knows yeah. everybody, what everybody's doing. Oh, yeah, and that helps out a lot. If you know everybody else's assignment, um, you know, kind of know your rules and things like that definitely help. And it also helps play, play more freely and stuff, you know, hopefully, which I don't think he will. You know, obviously, you know, the being the whole watch list, you kind of – you are concerned, like, all right, how did, my, how did I play this week? And it's like, is that going to affect me? Dang, I didn't get any targets, this and that. Um, so, you know, I don't think it will, but knowing that he's aware of what he needs to do to obviously have a you know better season um, is already a good start for him. 
I remember one year I went out to practice and Josh Hawkins had just been named to the Thorpe watch list like midseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him congratulations. And he was like, oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. And he started like jumping up and down and telling mm-hmm. everybody out there. And then he went on to have like three straight bad games. And I remember Rick Smith being like, he got the big head after getting on that list. Like, I, I know he would have found out, but like I felt personally responsible that I was bringing down pirate football for a minute there. And, so some guys don't need to be on the list. Uh, some yeah. guys need to fight for to get on the list, right? And, and not get fat and happy once they get there. You know? Yeah, what I'm, I'm like, it, it was it was definitely a cool thing to know that I was being recognized and things like that. But you know, it was far from being uh, complacent. Bryce Williams joining us. Let's take a break. Uh, Chandler, let's open up the booty bag. Go ahead and make somebody a winner here on this Tuesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Shirley Rhodes has left us. She is no longer with us for today. She'll be back tomorrow. Jeez. Wait a second. What happened there? Uh, Chandler, can you handle the booty bag? efforts today what are we giving away uh let's see let's do a what did we do yesterday let's do a shrimp taco lunch to chico's all right sounds good how about chico's on pirate radio it can be yours if you are caller number eight three one seven twelve fifty we're back with more on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Chad Carwin for winning a shrimp taco lunch. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus ice cold, I don't even know how to say that, crevasses? Oh no! Cervezas. Miles Berry. Hey, it's very disappointing. You have you never taken Spanish? Well, I didn't say this with him. Anyway, I wasn't even done. All Chico's right. famous margaritas are always available too. I know how to say that. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Here's Cliff Ross. Cerveza? Mm. You're not familiar. Cerveza. With I am cerveza. not. I'm We're not. gonna have a cerveza. Surfaces? What's the name? Na- somebody the... enlighten me though. What is it? A beer. A beer. Cerveza. Oh, that's a beer. A, oh. I thought you were. What was he? No. What know. is the native language of the Philippines? Oh, the Philippines. <laughs> I don't know right. that either. All right, let me Google it up. Well, no, they Philippian? Google it up. They have multiple languages, and funny Philippian? enough, they are very similar to Spanish. But I don't know much of that language either. Okay, that's uh, language of the. Oh dear, languages. Filipino. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. Yeah. So yeah i don't feel like why there's so many i think because isn't that like a thousand islands or a hundred islands yeah or something? i love that dress what number is it 
Wait, is that where Thousand Island dressing came from? Because in the hundreds, I'm a huge fan of that. Oh, the hundreds. Uh, English, Spanish, Philippine, Hakeen, Malaysian, and Indonesian. Wow. That'd be complicated to go from mile an hour and you got to know all these languages. Yeah. I Same so. country, different language. Miles Berry, ECU linebacker, is bilingual, Bryce. He said he went to school in Greensboro and they taught all but one class in Spanish from like K through eight. And Jeez. now on his phone, his phone is in Spanish. If you no, were to, if you not. were to text yeah. him right now, he showed us. If you were to text him right now, it would show up in Spanish. He is a freaking genius. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I think you really asked cool him. Dude. I think you asked him as well if he wasn't playing football, what would he want to do? And he said some uh, logistics and supply chain logistics, management, supply chain, and talked about why he really wanted to be involved in that and found it fascinating. He's a cool dude. He's into. Dang. He's into. He's. Uh, He's going to go further than I did, I think, in life. I'm going to make that prediction. <laughs> I got him right now, but not for long. All right, Bryce, uh, the Ocho's coming back. Do you know what ESPN 8 the Ocho is? That was off a of dodgeball. It was. That's where the reference comes from. Then they turned it into an actual thing where they turn ESPN into this. It's going to be on ESPN 2 and all these random events, yeah. including Corgi races. Is that where I'm seeing Ultimate Tag? Wait, like Bill the- Sander race. Yeah, let me run through a few of these and, and see what you would do. So, is that a brand? Corona? I, I don't know if that's a brand. I've never seen that brand. Okay. But belt sander races. People turn belt sanders into model cars and race them. Uh, you've got bed races. Um, you've got... I, I feel like Bryce would be good at this. The Red Bull Paper Wings. Oh, flying yeah. paper airplanes taking to incredible precision. You wow. good at paper airplanes? I just feel like I'm you could. Pretty, I feel like I can do a tight fold. Yeah. But I only know the generic one. Yeah. Well, did you? Uh, so I was in. I never was in Boy Scouts. I was in Cub Scouts. Really wasn't my thing. But we had the Pinewood Derby deal. Oh, yeah. I don't, mine was like blue. Mine was blue, and it was the most basic car. Everybody, everybody had these cool cars. Mine was basically a triangle, and it was blue and had two <laughs> yellow stripes that. My dad's friend, Mr. Robert, help us make um, help us make, and I ended up winning the Dang. event at the plaza at the mall. The old well, the mall is still there. Heck yeah. And then, like, I think I went to another event and ended up losing. But my car looked the worst and just dominated the field. It was Heck so awesome. Yeah. Uh, and probably then, the perfect weight yeah aerodynamic ratio who knows they might have thrown some some che- some weights in there or something oh, yeah, like they corked it. it yeah yeah they corked the bat anyway did you do that stuff growing up were you a cub I scout i did that uh, in the cub scout i didn't i think i only went to like a a bear or something wolf i did like a bobcat wolf bear oh bear i remember that yeah that was like the weeblos yeah the weeblos i remember the, those guys <laughs> being always like Dang, those are old guys. The wee blows. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I only made it to, I guess, three years of it. We got any other Boy Scouts of America in the house? And that Chandler's a no, CJ is a no. So, all right. My dad made it to an Eagle Scout. Now, that's the yeah. highest you can go, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm he can survive. I th- yeah, I guess. You give him, like, a Swiss Army knife, he can create a whole yeah. civilization. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, other events here. We got some cliff diving going on we've got uh let's see oh what was the one table hockey so you got the world air hockey championships table hockey is different steve says that table hockey includes a net on the table i guess so so it is different than air hockey Mm. but anyway uh air guitar contest 
Ah, that's odd. Now, that's a little odd. How in the world is that judged? World Chase Tag in London and the Death Diving in Austin. There's also a cornhole contest going on live. So this is all coming up, Bryce. Any, uh, What kind of event would you like to add to this? Something with... Uh, um, you could use your hunting or fishing skills to be good at really something, I see. feel like. You're like chicken chasing or something. Chicken chasing? Yeah, who can catch a chicken the quickest or something. I don't know. Neck snapping? Don't you have to kill them all that? <laughs> uh, they may not show that on TV. <laughs> okay, so maybe not. Um... How about fastest you could like bait a hook or something? Yeah, fastest you could do that or hook bait competition. Hook bait like the worm, you know the night crawlers. Yeah, I mean I feel like you could really introduce some weird stuff in here. Chandler, uh, your dad could be in the. Um, um, how do you even word it? The weed eater. Well, he caught. Everybody says it's the chainsaw. I said, you got to show Bryce that video. I, I will uh, during the next break, but I think it sounds more like a weed eater. But if there's, a, dad, if there's a competition, yeah, my dad would blow everybody out of the water. He makes a sound with his mouth that sounds like a chainsaw, and it is incredible. I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, In I'll fact, show you. Don't you have it on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, we could probably play it on the air if we could find it. But anyway, uh, so your dad would be good at that. Do you all have any useless talents you'd be good at? Like for the Ocho? Anything? Mm. I, I not me not that i could think of off the top of my head i feel like i'm good at throwing things into things so if you could do like was, a long oh, i remember yeah. you mentioned the laundry yeah. basket challenge or like, or like crumpled yeah. up paper, paper. To a trash can oh like no lookers oh just... my god of course duh the <laughs> oh yeah chandler chandler is thing. good they got the air guitar chandler is an air freestyler like he can't rap oh, body yeah. language but he can do the manuals really rapper. good yeah so nice. i mean just check me out now you don't get the full effect if he's not standing up. Oh yeah. I'll, hey, when I show you my dad's video, I'll also I got show a lot you my. See uh, on the next break. <laughs> this next break is going to be huge, folks. Y'all are all going to be listening to our great sponsors. We're going to be having a great show here in the studio. All right, Bryce. Uh, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. What you been up to since we last talked? Well, to you? I was at um, a wedding this weekend. It was an outdoor wedding, but um, continued to work on my deer stand for this fall. So been building that. I made a nice, comfortable four by six so two people can sit in it um, with no problem. So I've been working on that. And then finally my new jack plate for my boat came in, So, which is what you put on the transom and then your motor mounts. That way you can raise, the, raise and lower the motor, different heights. So I've got that addition to come on my boat just to help my boat. I suppose it makes my boat perform a little better because there's less drag and you know it's not sitting so far back. So I've got those things going on, and I've got to do a little. Uh, I guess I'm, what I'm getting in is this is kind of a preparation repair week that I've had. Okay. Um, in the outdoors, so I to, I've got to do some uh, fiberglass and gel coat thing with some stress cracks. So um, I'm gonna be doing that on the boat this week and got some materials for that. So. It hasn't been, I guess, exciting, but it's preparation to get things exciting, if that makes any sense. So, uh, growing up, with my dad being a farmer, I feel like they were always fixing things, fixing tractors, fixing trailers. Oh, yeah. There was always something to fix, something to tinker with. Most of To the point where I felt like, I was like, are they breaking stuff on purpose just because <laughs> they enjoy fixing things? So, like, how much do you enjoy 
actually like um, fixing it because like I, you've told a lot of stories about you building this thing putting it together now you got to tinker with it yeah i mean i enjoy like the deer stand i'm enjoying like that because i know how nice that'll be to have a good good size deer stand so i enjoy doing that building i enjoy maintenance stuff i do enjoy a bunch of it depending on what it is um if it starts getting costly it's not very fun mm. or if it's in tight spaces that's not very fun for me um I, but i enjoy it pretty much because i know you know i'm doing something to improve whatever it is i have so i enjoy it we were talking about best sports months and i put august up there in the top two or three there's no games there is preseason and week zero but no ecu games no real nfl games but the anticipation factor oh for sure is is almost as fun as the actual season uh, itself oh, yeah. so, in sports and outdoors i was gonna say do you feel the same way about the deer and, yeah most and definitely um you know my buddies they already got their trail cameras out and i had put mine in last week be the anticipation to get you know your food plots your hunting lanes your new deer stand location all that is you know coming into play in july and august so even in the um anticipation of sports the sportsmen are anxious as well there you go have you ever uh question from chad have you ever seen a bigfoot i never have now this stems from a story whole nailers told yesterday he has seen two and we'll have to pull that story I need up to hear that story my belief on that maybe i, I don't know but i feel like there's been so many people in the woods these since whenever bigfoot came into this world that he'd been shot by yeah, you would think. I think there'd be a dead Bigfoot. I think it was, was Mitch Hedberg that has the joke that says, "What if, what if Bigfoot is out of focus, and that's just what he looks like?" Like everybody, I can't remember how he worded it. It was funny when he said it, but everybody takes a picture and it's real grainy and out of oh, focus. Always, but that's what Bigfoot actually looks like. Oh, <laughs> like you can't He's get pixelated. it in focus. Yeah. He's pixelated. That's hilarious. Chandler, I'm going to give you a duty. I'm going to have you pull up the video from our Twitter feed of Holden's Bigfoot story and play it on the air. Do you think you could do that? I'm going to try. All right. Good deal. Uh, i tell you what, well, let's take a break, and we'll get it set during the uh, the commercial break. We got more with Bryce Williams. We'll talk Bigfoot. We'll talk more football. Maybe run a round or two of the five-second game. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Row and Red Banks Road in Greenville. 
Free consultations are available if you call 752-1406 or visit beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head into the show. Here's Clip Brock. All right. We learned quite a few things yesterday on uh, Pirate Radio Live when talking to the guys inside the Delcor Players Lounge. And we had known this previously, but I guess a lot of folks had forgotten about it. I remembered it and brought it up with Holton Aylers uh, the time that uh, Holton saw not one, but two, I guess, big feet. How do you pluralize Bigfoot? Bigfoots? Bigfoots. Bigfoots. He saw two Bigfoots. Um, and he rehashed that story. So let's hear it and uh, get Bryce's thoughts on it. Holden, have you uh, you seen any supernatural creatures like Bigfoot lately? I know that that happened to you years ago. But uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I've seen two Bigfoot in my life, and uh, there's probably probably one of the only few people on the planet who's actually seen them and not lied about it. Wait, where was this? I thought you were joking with Cliff. No, there was like a photo real? of it or something. <laughs> tell tell me the quick story on this. So uh, I was driving home from practice one day, and I live in Grimes, and um. Like, my mom lives in Grimes, so I was driving home from high school practice one day, and I looked to the left, and I was like, good lord, that's a big bear. Um, and But one was walking on one was walking on two legs, and one was walking on all four, and I was like, these things are huge. And then the one that was on all four stood up and started walking like a human, and I was like, hold up, wait a second. So I pulled over, I took a video, took a picture, they're real sketchy, just like about every other Bigfoot picture and video you've ever seen. Um, and then, so then I called my buddy who has a sniper, and, and he was going to come and shoot him, so we became famous for Bigfoot, but by the time he got there, it was dark. So <laughs> he got away. So there was like, you you think you might have seen a legit Bigfoot in the Grimesland area? One, oh, I know I did, 100%. <laughs> now, was it a bear that was maybe just walking on its hind legs? No, absolutely not. The picture that I have, if you zoom in on it, it's just, it, his walking form is the same exact walking form as the famous bigfoot photo. can you text this to me uh, can you send this to me i'd love to see this oh absolutely yeah all right there's the story i haven't seen as holden posted this i've seen i feel hey, like troy's had it i need to see this thing yeah i feel like i've seen it before but i don't know if holden is uh i don't think he's put anything out on social media or anything so we gotta we gotta get the video and pictures put out there um i gotta tell you i'm glad that sniper didn't show up because if that's two guys pulling a prank oh, or <laughs> that could have ended really ugly that would have been bad uh but what do you think uh bryce you've been in the woods a lot what do you what do you what do you i mean i guess the thing is i mean there'd be no reason for holden to lie i mean so if it came from anybody else maybe so i mean i feel like you know holds honest fella so well, i believe he saw something Some he's off. not making that part of no and he believes it to be a bigfoot two bigfoots uh what do you think it was a bear how did when, i'd like to see a picture and make some kind of judgment when he starts saying it's walking human like that was kind of creepy so that yeah. is very creepy yeah. um i mean there's i'm sure there's some good costumes out there what made someone maybe choose that spot i don't know um it's it's hard to say i mean i want to believe i want to believe him but then seeing is believing <laughs> you yeah. gotta see it to believe it yeah so um what would you do I, if you encountered a bigfoot i would make sir, for certain i would if i had time i mean if, well if i'm if i'm in the if i see a bigfoot i would think i'd be in the woods so most of them yeah. in the woods have a gun you know i thought about and i see he was talking about shooting and i'm like well i would shoot it too but then you're like hmm 
he's not bothering me. Right. Now, if you felt threatened, there's or something. been no proof that Bigfoots have ever bothered anything. So, I don't know. I think I may do my. Maybe I'd, you know what? I'd wound him. I'd shoot him in the leg. Yeah. Non lethal blow. Non lethal blow. Maybe it's like the. But then if you can't walk and he, uh, he could heal, I think. I'll do something. <laughs> uh, I, I would maybe try what? and yell at him. Yo, come here. You know, so maybe he'd come. And then I shut my gun. Hello. See if he could communicate first. Like, yeah. And then what if he waved? Yeah. Or flicked me off. Do you understand me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, Where's the food line at? I would think though. Where's mm, Walmart at? I, if I saw something that big and I was unsure if it was a bear or not, I mean, I'd probably be a little creeped out. Mm. And maybe I would shoot it, but then who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, a Bigfoot old fellow. He went, did he say it in that clip? I can't remember. Something like, uh, oh, I said, uh, I said, Holden, you should get an NIL deal with National Enquirer and tell your Bigfoot stories. There we go. You know, those magazines in the grocery store that's got all the alien stuff Uh in there. They still have those. I know they used to. But he said, he sent them to all of them. He said he sent them in to like uh, different places and he said, nobody would put them out because they don't they don't care about a real bigfoot they they just they put that fake stuff out there they're not interested in a real one. like he was he what? was like upset about it it was really funny Jeez. he really believes that he saw two bigfoots i mean i don't i've never seen two bigfoots <laughs> even in the fake stuff well you gotta think that there's a family i mean like, Do no. they pro, is it procreation yeah i guess how do Bigfoots, uh, I would assume like humans, how do they recreate? How do they procreate, CJ? What there, do you think? Is there dangerous waters that you're <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, I'd like a detailed description. Uh, how's that? Work? <laughs> Get it out to you. Could you draw format. a picture of what you think it may look like? <laughs> Let's ask the players next week. Draw a All picture right, of yeah. what Holton's Bigfoot looks like. You know what? Well, we'll ask Holton. He's the expert. I, I, does on Troy it. have the picture? Can he text us that to us? I'd like to see it. Ask Troy if he's got it. I should just and ask. Troy says I didn't get it. I don't believe the story. I'm gonna see if do I have? Yeah, I'll just see if Holton can send it to me. How about that? I feel like there I remember. Go. Did the story ever get to uh, to like TV stations? Do they talk about this on TV? No. Feel, like who? Like what? Like local stations. <laughs> local local high school quarterback spots bigfoot i thought then, I, I remember and then I, they're out there interviewing him and he's like i seen it right over there it right was, over there it was. that's where it was <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh good stuff all right take us to break chan man and we'll come back we'll wrap it up um and i'm gonna see if i can get this uh my hands on this picture and video because now i'm pretty fascinated by it i mean i'd love to see some proof sure at least the picture the proof you know where the proof is in the pudding in the pudding take a time out come back more to go after this
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on all our social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 58,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Wrapping it up with Bryce Williams here on a Tuesday. Bryce, uh, we'll have some ECU practice reports coming in the uh, next few weeks. So it is uh, full speed ahead to September now. There we go. Exciting times. I can't wait to hear it. Good stuff. All right, Bryce, thanks for hanging out, man. Thank y'all for having me. Enjoyed it. We'll talk more pirate football with Steven Iga. Hoist the colors coming up on Wednesday. We'll preview the East Carolina linebackers. I think we're on linebackers, so we'll talk backers coming up tomorrow on the show. The voice Jeff Charles will join us. Also, our buddy Scott Rogers, Scooter, to talk about the upcoming Little League Softball World Series, which is here in Greenville, North Carolina. We'll have teams from all over the country, teams from all over the world coming to Greenville to compete in that. And uh, Scooter will give the details on it. Our buddy Patrick Mason will join us. We'll have a fun Wednesday show coming your way, 3 o'clock. We will talk to you then for Chan Man, CJ, Bryce, and the crew here at Pirate Radio. I'm Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.